This week we have another Swapcast, this time with Encounters Down Under. Anthony joins me and we talk about a raft of topics from the, some of the experiences that he's had his guests share with him to UAPs, UFOs, ancient civilizations, you know the drill, it's good fun. And look, these Swapcasts are good fun. And I think sharing information and sharing audiences and you know building a wider circle is very important you know this this podcasting thing is a community and i'm really seeing that now talking to some of the guys i'm talking to and and going on some of the shows that i'm going on i recently went on subconscious realms and freaky friday and patriot show a little while ago they're really good and and i really want you to give anthony's podcast a listen he allows people to share their experiences in an unbiased way and i think that's very important however as you'll hear anthony is also objective He's just not going to call everything a UFO. In fact, he's, he's hard-pressed calling anything UFO, which I really like. However, enough of that. I'll let you guys get into this one. As I sit here and record this, I'm not sure what the intro is going to be. Uh, however, it's always good. Remember, we're on Patreon, Unlocking the Code. Instagram, Facebook, Unlocking the Code. It is official now. We, we thoroughly smashed the monthly download record uh, month on month total download record so thank you very much to all you awesome listeners remember to give us a review and hit a five star button i know it's annoying however it does help the algorithm hope all is well stay safe be kind be cool and we'll talk soon cheers
see what's next welcome back everyone it's my great pleasure to introduce anthony from the encounters down under podcast how are you mate going good mate self really good man and and uh, awesome to have you on mate well, it's just, we're having each other on is that what we're doing pretty much mate yeah, yeah. Oh, getting oh. on together mate you yeah, know how yeah, it is yeah. something's on something something's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, i think the pleasure's all mine really yeah well you know thanks for having me i definitely feel had uh, <laughs> Mate, um, yeah, as I say, pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, always good uh, connecting with other Aussie podcasters. I think it's fantastic. And so your show, you talk to people about their encounters with UFOs. Now, a thousand questions, but the first one is why? Why did you start Encounters Down Under? What was the what was the key there? I suppose, like, from an age, like, I've always had an interest in the whole concept of the aliens and UFOs and all that stuff that happens around the world and that, but... What really sort of got me was like listening to people's stories. And that's where, to me, that was like the greatest part about the whole UFO concept was like, you know, people's experiences and such. Yeah. And it, it sort of kept, keeps diving into this unknowing world of the reality of what these things are, you know? Mm. And so that's, I suppose that's where I got my passion a little bit um, and the in, real interest in it all, just following people's stories, you know? Like, yeah, yeah we listen to the stories from the US and, military and all sort of stuff but it's always sort of like it seems to be the same sort of thing you know but where when it comes to people's experiences like they're seeing different objects or different mm. sort of beings and stuff you know they're all having similar experiences but they're always different in their own sense yeah and it always seems to end in the same sort of concept as well um you know they might have brief little experiences like little memories here that come through or they might just see something that Leaves in questioning for years later because they only got a glimpse of it for a few seconds there before they could sort of really get an understanding of what the hell it was. So, you know, mm. I guess, yeah, it's me. That's just where it all led off from there. So, just and a curiosity, mate. Curiosity for the, the it story. is, yeah, yeah. And look, that's it's a curiosity that leads us where we, where we want to go, mate. I think that's um, being curious is very important. One of the questions I really wanted to ask you because it's something we've talked about a little bit here on the podcast is like. You know, apart from, you know, whatever happened the last three years, and we don't want to talk about it tonight, we've got better things to do. However, um, one of the craziest things that happened to me was they confirmed that UFOs are real and no one cares. Yeah, it's surprising, isn't it? Isn't that strange? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't understand. And the problem that I've got at the moment, Anthony, is that 
as we as they keep going, oh yeah, UFOs. Are real. I I don't I believe them less and less, and I don't know whether that's a an issue with what's happened recently. But you know, what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it must have been crazy. I mean, you, that is literally your genre, and you've watched people just not even care that UFOs are real. Yeah, look, people are even still trying to deny that the existence are there, but then like you know you see it there on the media they're admitted to it and that's that's the strange part and like you know we sort of half expected people to take a bigger interest in the whole topic mm. and i suppose some people have sort of come out and you know they've, they've probably encouraged people to start, start coming forward with their own experiences and such but a lot of people that um a lot but you know some people have sort of gone well what is actually out there and they've all sort of started searching the internet to come across what these theories are and whatever mm-hmm. whatnot mm-hmm. but it's not like the massive pandemic that you sort of half expected people going, Oh shit, you know, aliens are real. Yeah. I um, mean, I mean, it is, it's not conclusive proof, but there's evidence that there's things that aren't from around here or are from here somewhere else uh, that we don't have any idea that we can't, you know, I mean, obviously the classic, the, the, the Tic Tacs are classic at the moment, aren't they? You know, there seems yeah. to be a Tic Tac phenomenon. However, that is obviously tracked by radar and, you know, David Fravor and all those sort of, you know, that's the, that's a very um, believable story and an actual real evidence. And yeah, I, I would have thought, you know, especially considered the fear generated society that we exist in today, I would have thought maybe there would have been a different reaction, but it's been so fascinating that no one cares. Like I, you know, and look, there's a book in, there's a book in the bookshelf there, mate, that uh, is an alien book. It's, literally falling apart because I bought it when I was 12, you know, like there's, so it's been a fascination of mine forever. And I mean, do you, I mean, is there, it's hard not to think about a different agenda or something. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I, I just don't understand. Yeah. It's sort of hard to get a grasp on the in agenda. Like people claim they're going to be like a fake alien invasion, that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, you know, I'm open to the idea of it, but I really don't think so. Because um, then again, they'll just lead the U.S. military, opening them out, opening themselves up to um, lying to the whole world or their country, you know, saying these aliens were never a threat to begin with mm-hmm. until now, you know, and that's like the whole purpose of why they've sort of haven't really bothered because they weren't seen as a threat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's one thing that uh, I don't know. It's it's really weird, isn't it? Like when you really think about it, it's, it's why there's but again, like um, you think of um, when they first brought it was it twenty nineteen or twenty twenty when they when they bring it out the um disclosure on that um, yeah, it was Joe Rogan I think was the big one wasn't it? it was David Fravor it was a bit before that but it, yeah I think yeah know. they sort of released it but the big announcement through New York Times there I can't remember was that I think it was twenty nineteen yeah I think yeah twenty nineteen rings a bell yeah and um oh, what was it going on then um <laughs> you know um. I've lost myself here. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. The, the the release in 2019 of the the Fravor incident and the reaction. Yeah, that's um well, when COVID 19 came out. That's where I was going. Yeah. Um, so all the importance was going away from from that. That's yeah. so you know, COVID 19 was a big thing. You know, world pandemics and stuff, and all the media concentration was on that. And so mm. it basically threw the whole UFO agenda down the drain because of that. I think, and that's mm. where there wasn't no mass hysteria because mm. um, everyone's you- already closing doors. Yeah, I suppose the other one that came out during that time was um, Bob Lazar. Yeah, where, where do you sit with Bob? Do you are you do you believe Bob, or where, where do you sit with Bob? He's an interesting character, right? Eh? Yeah, no, he is. Look, look, I'm pretty confident in 
and Bob, um, you know, like he was saying things that were coming out, you know, yeah, things that 80s, were true. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like you got the new element there, you had these like little weird handprint things there that are going for security yeah, scans. Yeah, a lot of the like, stuff that he said came out to be, ended up being true. And I think that's, I side yeah. with Bob too. Um, however, yeah, he's an interesting character and he's never made any money off it or anything else like that. That's so right. Like he's used it for, you know, and whatever, I think I'm pretty sure whatever money he made off that documentary, he gave it to the local high school to build a new science lab or something. So Sunlight, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's fascinating stuff. So I suppose encounters down under have you had your own encounter or is it yeah i did yeah i've to me to this day i still try and explain it as a way as two fighter jets but um i can tell you a story if you like yeah absolutely please do yep so um i work in the mining industry there and um we're obviously on night shifts there's like about 2015 in january roughly um so we're on night shifts about 10 11 o'clock sunlight and uh you know just cruise along the machines and because we're heavy machinery and that and i can see there's two orange all black objects are side, side by side, but in you know, like a formation, like one sort of one in front of the other and just yep. cruising along. And so I looked at it and I'm like, what the hell is that? Anyway, I'm just looking at it and going, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. No navigation lights or anything like that. So like, I'm thinking, well, two fighter jets. I'm thinking I might be seeing the, like, the afterburners of it. Mm, mm. And um, but yeah, the thing that threw me off was like, yeah, no navigation lights. So mm. obviously I'm not going to hear any sounds there because I'm obviously in heavy machinery there. You can't hear jack shit. Yeah, you're not going to hear anything. And so I've jumped the two way. They're like, hey, boys, like, you see, see what's flying over us there? And I'm like, no, nah, I can't see. Like, you know, looking around everywhere and no one seemed to see it. But anyway, I went for a, some smoko, some crib, um, you know, lunch break, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking to the people there, and they're like, yeah, no, we saw it. We saw it. And I'm like, what the hell was it? it was two fighter jets or what? And I'm like, no, no, there was like no noise, man. Like, these these things weren't that high either. Yeah, right. Um, you know, those, doing a flyby, checking out what the boys were doing at the coal mine. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like it flew from um, northwest to southeast, so just in a straight line. Nothing too uh, spectacular or amazing, like, you know, to raise yeah, any did. real questions. But Yeah, they didn't start darting around the sky or anything. No, nah, like nothing that. like that. So there's nothing really overly unusual about it. So there's nothing to even give the slightest hint that they could have been mm. uh, ET craft or, you know, whatever. Um, but the fact that, like, you know, they're away from the, the other boys are from away from the old machinery or yeah. the pit, you know, mm-hmm. so they can hear anything that's going to go over. Mm. And these things went directly over top of them. So, you know, they're saying there's no sound or anything. And if there were two fighter jets, noise. you're going to yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, it would have roared over the top of you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's the thing that was confusing. And I'm like, sure, it's got two fighter jets because like, it just looked like the afterburners. I'm like, yeah, mm. no, no, there's nothing else, man. Like, you know, these things just cruise in the past and no noise and just kept going over the horizon. Like they're probably gone within less than, I don't know, five minutes, four minutes, something like that. So yeah, they're right. hooking along, but you know, just nothing spectacular that defies our knowledge. <laughs> Apart from no noise, which is which yeah. is another common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, all my listeners have heard this story, but I'll I had I had one when I was about fourteen, uh, living in Ballarat in Victoria. And you know, that was it was the nineties, mate. We didn't have any computers or anything, so we used to lay on the driveway and look at the stars. You know what I mean? I had me and a couple of friends, and we're looking. I remember looking out my driveway straight across the paddock, and this thing just started bouncing around the sky, right? And I probably watched it for about I don't know 15, 20 seconds, and I realised they had like a small telescope that I used to that my dad had, and I ran inside to grab the telescope grabbed it as i came outside the thing did it like a little zigzag and then whoosh, took off oh, so I never, okay. got, 
never got to raise the telescope towards it. But yeah, I'll never forget that, man. Like that. And yeah, there was three or four other people that were, were all standing there going, what is that? And then, yeah, it was literally just zigzagging around the sky, like the, the classic story defying the, the physics, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, the only other one I had was uh, Min Min Light, which, oh, yeah. which was like, uh, where was I? I was working uh, the CSG fields far west of um, out near Roma or out near there, you know, the, the big fields out there. Yep, yep. And we were coming home, like the boss said we could go home the next day. So me and my side would wake up at one o'clock in the morning and drive home at two, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's the next day, technically. Yep. Um, so we were on the road, two, three o'clock in the morning, doing 100 k's an hour. And um, yeah, these, and like we... We, we, we worked out there. We knew where all the rigs were. We knew where all the camps were, that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, this light appears to the left in the distance. And how I describe it is like a big train light. You'd seen them, the coal trains. You know, they've got the big spotlight on the front of them. Yep. But there's no rail out there. There's no line. Well, there's a line out there, but that's not where it is. And like what? And it was one of those things, man, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. We're pretty tight into the swing. And... About five minutes, this goes on, this light's to the left of us. doesn't get any closer. doesn't get any further. It's really bright, really white. And I finally looked to my offside. I'm like, do you see what's going on? He's like, yeah, do you? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, good, because I was worried it was just me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Been a long three weeks. Like, you know, we could be seeing things. And uh, anyway, we watched it for another couple of minutes, and then this, this, and it never got any closer, never got any further, never got any dimmer. And then all of a sudden, it winked out just as quickly as it winked on, and I'd I don't know, you know, like, yeah. It's amazing, eh? It's, it raises a lot of questions and, you know, we try and figure out what the hell these things are, like, especially like the concept of the zigzagging in the sky. Like, what the hell is that all about? Mm. Um, you know, that's got me buggered. Like, you know, these well, It's anti-gravity tech. It's anti-gravity yeah. tech, whatever it is, yeah. And like, you know, they can zip hundreds of miles or kilometers or whatever you want to call it, you know, in seconds, like mm. within a second. Mm. But well, to be bouncing around like a pinball, I was like, why? Yeah. Just, be, I don't know, where they makes you wonder whether they, they saw us watching them and they were putting on a show or something. You know, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. And sometimes they seem to do that. I mean, if you think that, that guy's name? Stephen Greer. That's his thing. Yeah. He, he calls the UFOs to him or whatever. He goes out to the desert and plays a music or something. Yeah. I'm a little bit... Um, yeah, uh, me, too. me too. On Stephen Greer, I, I, he's... He's got um, the right idea, I suppose, but the way he goes about, I don't like. Um, no, like you I, know, he monetizes I, off the whole thing. Hmm. He makes a, a marketing out of the whole damn thing, you know. And that, to and me, that's, that's seems wrong. to be a new fad as well. There always seems to be a new fad with him as well. Yeah, every, every couple of years, there's something else that he wants you to do. Yeah. Know. So like, yeah, like he's on the right path, I suppose. Like, and trying to want to, you know, bring out disclosure or whatever, you know. But like, I just don't feel that's the right way of going about it and trying to make a market out of it. It's hmm. not right in my. My personal opinion, anyway. No, I don't think so. I mean, look, you're an independent researcher. I'm an independent researcher. We do what we do because we love it, because yeah. we're drawn to it. It's a, it's a passion. You know, it's like, as you say, you've just got a curiosity. You have to know. And, you know, with my research, that's the same with me. They crisscross so much. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I suppose, look, I know you wanted to ask me some questions as well, because considering this is a swap cast, but sort of last one, I mean, where do you think these things are coming from? Do you think that they're potentially, I mean, one of my theories, man, is they always, what's in the ocean, Anthony? Yeah. They always go into the ocean, mate. They always come out of the ocean. We know less about our ocean than we do our near-Earth space, okay? What's in the ocean? 
Well, it's sort of be one of my questions there now, so I was going to ask you. But, oh, yeah, um, well, I can, I can, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll flip it back on me later <laughs> if you want. That's all right. Look, I, it's it's a really hard one to sort of answer on that one, you know. Like, it's one of those rabbit holes you can sort of go down one path there and you think, well, are they interdimensional beings of sort? You know, they're mm-hmm. well well and truly in front of our technology and they've been able to break the dimensional barrier and being able to travel in that sort of way. Um, are they from another galaxy or are they in this galaxy but from a different solar system you know mm. um are they from it, this solar system well exactly um you know they could have there's so many different theories there. like they come in from mars you know and then come swap planets you know with us mm. or they could have always been terrestrial you know they could have been from a different civilization in time when the earth was doing its resetting and you know balancing you know throughout its lifetime yeah well um, i mean so you want you want to flip the question back around around on me where are they yeah. came from? All right. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on it? Look, a couple of things. Look, I mean, yeah, what's in the ocean? And I agree, interdimensional, intergalactic drones. Um, however, from a uh, an ancient civilization point of view, which I know you know, that's what we're into here. Yeah. If you were, I mean. Some of the research that I do, Anthony, I mean, there's Upart that goes back supposedly 300 million years, okay, that's found in coal, right? So yeah. imagine digging in the coal seam and, you know, there's a sledgehammer and I think that dates to 200 million years or something like that, don't quote me, but it's a, it's a long time ago. And it's a proper sledgehammer with a handle and everything that they found in a coal seam, um, you know, 100 metres below the ground. They found wagon wheels, all this Upart, gold chains, it's all this weird stuff. And it dates back... 100 million, 300 million, you know, 300,000, you know, 300,000 years in this fine gold chain come out of this bit of coal. Um, we, we've got no idea, I don't think, mate. Um, and I think if you were a race that survived a few cataclysms, you would figure out pretty quickly that the surface of this planet's a bit of a nasty place, right? Cyclones, yeah. tornadoes earthquakes, floods, fires, you name it, right? It all happens on the surface. The stablest place on this planet is actually under the ocean. Yeah. So if you were going to continue to advance your race, and where would you invent anti-gravity tech? In the ocean, right? I mean, this is the whole point. These Tic Tacs can move through any medium. Um, You know, they've seen them dive into the ocean, come out of the ocean, and they don't decelerate or accelerate. They just, it means nothing to them. And I do wonder, I do wonder whether the Tic Tacs are, are from around here, you know? Uh, yeah, my offsider, he, he might've been here tonight, but he, he's, a, he's not feeling too well. So he bailed, but um, he loves the reptilians, right? And his, his, his theory is, uh, so what is it? 190 million to 60, no, 100, whatever it is. I think the, the, the repti- reptiles had 110 million years to evolve. Right from when they, you know, the when they found the first fossil to the last fossil when the meteorite hit sixty-five million years ago. So did they evolve? You know what I mean. And what's one of the key things you always hear? I mean, you would have heard it a heap yourself, mate. Reptilian aliens. You know what yeah. I mean. There's there's that reptilian representation. Um, it is a mystery. You know, the bigger mystery is why no one cares. However, it, you know, we talk about the the ancient civilization stuff. I mean, the UFOs are depicted in every in cave art in the oldest cave art that we can find there seems to be dish-shaped dogs objects depicted on the walls uh 
through every ancient culture. I mean, but even you want to talk about Sumerians, right? So, you know, the Sumerians, in the Sumerian text, they knew, when, they knew that the cataclysm was coming was going to be so bad that they fled the planet. That's what the texts say. They fled the planet. It makes you wonder how they sort of got to know it. Know, like, how the reading of the earth of such an ancient civilization, you know, how they figured this sort of stuff out. And, like, we can't even barely predict a bloody earthquake, you know? Well, mate, I think they were a lot more advanced with us. I think they are in tune with the earth more than us. You know, I think, you know, with anything to do with the builder culture and the, and the previous culture, we, we've really got to start thinking in vibration and frequency and, and sound. And, you know, it's a big, the earth is a big magnet, right? Don't tell me that there isn't enough energy here, right? There's a, there's a guy that's on the list of subjects to investigate, but apparently this guy harnessed the magnetic power of the earth through magnetos and motors and basically created a um, perpetual motion device. And yeah. And then all of a sudden he shot himself in the head twice. You know what I mean? And, and the, the design goes away. Um, I think we don't understand. Well, I think we do. I think there's been a suppression of many, many things uh, and an understanding of, of who these beings are. I mean, what if, I mean, you, you so let's take, you know, we, we work on the 1% here, theory here at UTC, Anthony. So what if 1% of all the documentation you've seen that the governments of the world are, you know, liaising with these races and these beings and they know about them and blah, 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 secret space forces, battles under the ice and, you know, there's so much of that stuff. Are you telling me that it's all bullshit? What if 1% of it is true? Well, that's the thing. That's the you keep your open mind. Like, mm. um, anything is possible. Mm. You know, that's the that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to understand that because mm. they just want to be narrow-minded, saying what is reality here. You know, like, like I'm I'm all for logic and you know keeping your feet on the ground, and not getting too up in the air with conspiracies and such like that. You know, you just got to remain but, objective. Um, you know, yeah, it's like you know, but conspiracies like they've come from somewhere, mm. and like whether those conspiracies have been changed to suit their agenda or whatnot, but like at least got some part of that conspiracy has got to be true at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like the people are saying like, you know, the, uh, the Nazis went down to Antarctica. Like, uh, well, they definitely I'm, did. I'm not against the idea. Um, you know, it's possible. Well, I mean, Hitler was, Hitler was obsessed with the paranormal and, and, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, we, uh, Antarctica is one of those things. We've been asked, some of our American correspondents have asked us to, delve into antarctica so that's rocketing up the list but i mean there's admiral bird that went down to antarctica with a full battle fleet yeah like why and why can't we fly over antarctica well i don't know so i don't know if how true these things are i've seen like the um on facebook they're advertising flights over antarctica um where whichever areas they go to i don't know but you know suddenly there's flights all of a sudden i think you know before we never used to be able to fly down there yeah because yeah, of just how dangerous I, yeah, it is, but now all of a sudden we can do that. So it's like, but why is it dangerous? I mean, the Antarctic is weird, right? They they split yeah. Antarctica up amongst eight or nine countries. Yeah, you know, one of the things we love here is the old maps, right? And there's the Piri Reis map, there's the uh, Arrakis map. There's I'm dragging stuff out of the brain box now, but there's a heap of these old maps where Antarctica's coastline is depicted free of ice. Yeah. Okay. So obviously someone's gone down there earlier and seen 
before the ice has sort of picked up. Well, you got to remember the Antarctica supposedly wasn't discovered until what, 1800 or something like that. I think it was. Yeah. I can't remember. It was after Australia. Um, whereas these maps dating back to the 1500s and earlier, but all the maps too, all the maps that we see now, they're all copies of maps that uh, who knows how old, right? Yeah. And they have all these coastline. And Antarctica is one of the ones. Is a the in, in a couple of different maps is the, the coastline of Antarctica free of ice. Wow. And the only way that we know that it matches is that we've used, you know, penetrating technology and we can see the landmass of Antarctica under the ice and it does actually match the maps. So That's I mean, incredible. How, you know, you've got, you talk about suspending belief systems, Anthony, and being objective. You need to completely let go of whatever you've been taught about our ancient history and our past and our civilizations. Like we were circumnavigating the globe for a long time. I mean, one of the ones that, you know, just from more recent times, you talk about China up until 400 years ago, China was circumnavigating the seas in boats four times the size of the Spanish, Spanish galleons, just giving shit away, like giving silk away and trade and, and then 400 years ago, they changed regimes and shut their borders. But they had ships four times the size of Spanish galleons that are, were roaming the seas 400 years ago. That's incredible. Uh, so it's something to wonder where that down that pathway things change. Because, like, you know, our history is so dedicated to the Roman history. Like, you know, mm. we sort of gone through from the Greeks and then the Romans sort of took over and mm. became the world leader, you know, like, you know, taking over the the entire european you know yep. taking over the um the uk and you know pretty much all of europe really pretty much they've made a big influence there and that's where we mm. sort of followed through so it sort of makes you wonder where in the history did, did things change from the romans where the chinese sort of went their own way as well well i think i mean you talk about the romans there's been roman coins found in northern australia now i mean it's been said that they were prospectors and they dropped coins or whatever but you know there's loose evidence that the Vikings, there's loose evidence that the Vikings went everywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, definitely into America, definitely into Europe, uh, you know, Mediterranean. Um, again, the, the, or any mainstream theory of history is either built on a bed of sand, right? So it's not, when you dig into it, there's not a lot to it, or it's so thin, right? I mean, you know, we talk about the hominids here, you know, if you want to talk about different creatures and stuff like that. A couple of the hominids that they say are entire new beings are based off like a, 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 a pinky knuckle, right? Yeah. So all they've got is literally like that. And they're like, there's a whole new species. Like, how can you know what it looks like when all you've got is a pinky knuckle? Yeah, right. that doesn't and make sense. They've built an entire theory around it. Right, and this is what I mean. It's so much stuff. The evidence is so thin, Anthony. I mean, the the research here at UTC is is, is focused but wide and varied at the same time because every time you dig into a certain rabbit hole, it takes you down another one. Yeah, and then they they all end up connecting back in somewhere along the way, but it's so random. You know, I mean, you know, the the other one that you know from the uh, the UFO stuff, they always talk about the elongated skulls and stuff like that. I mean, there's literally. Uh, the Paracas skulls in South America are true elongated skulls and they still had red hair on them when they found them, right? And these things are actually different beings. They're, they're, they're not, you know, 
And then you've got all the cultures around the world that used to bind their skulls to make them elongated to honor the gods. Yeah, right? I was about to mention that. I think that's in Africa, isn't it? Somewhere. Yeah, Africa, South America. Yep. Um, there's a lot of cultures that do that. Yeah. 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 So that's what I sort of mean. Like when you come through like conspiracy there and you go throughout history, how much of history has been changed to adapt to the agenda of where they want it to travel really through? So much, how much? much yeah, pretty much. Mm. So it makes you wonder, like, how much history have we lost so out much. of all this? How much truth behind this history, I should say? So much, so much. It, it's it's unbelievable, to be honest, mate. Um, well, I suppose we're we're sort of steering into my territory. So did, did you want to did you want to ask me some questions, mate? Well, so like basically, like you know, like throughout your research there, like you you know, aliens have always been a part of civilization. Like, mm. where do you know roughly where the first sort of um, you know, detail or information that might even hint to the fact that aliens were visiting at that time at all? There is, there's rock art here in Australia that is very interesting, depicting dish-shaped objects in the sky. Uh, dates back, don't quote me on numbers here, I'm pulling them out of the air, but I'm pretty sure 30,000 plus um, years ago. Uh, there's depictions in hieroglyphs. There's actually, uh, oh, it'll take me a while to find it, but it's on the, there's a day, I think it was 3,000 years ago in Egypt where these discs turned up in the sky and basically danced around the sky for three days. And the pharaoh at the time um, made them make walls depicting this event because it was so, he, he deemed it so important. Um, you know, but I mean, how far, I mean, it's such an interesting thing. So it's, um, it, the number has changed, right? So, but I know, I know these numbers off by heart. It's much further back now. I think the oldest Homo sapiens sapiens skeleton is 500,000 plus years old now. Okay. But I know the numbers for 300,000 because that, and that's how it was, right? Because the thing is, Anthony, each turn of the spade changes history. Okay. So let's pretend it's 300,000. So a generation is 25 years or so. Okay. So that means there's 6,666.66 out into infinity generations in 300,000, okay? In six generations, in 150 years, we went from horseback as the main mode of transport to landing on the moon. So you're telling yeah. me in the other 6,660 generations, we did fuck all. Yeah, that's one of those things that I was, I was actually going to bring that up myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like, what do we do? Yeah. And so but remember now, so that's 6,000. It's actually 500,000 plus, right? So add another, what's that? 1,000, 1,500 generations on top of that of yeah. Homo sapiens sapiens. Okay. The other thing is too, is that, so 70,000 years ago, the reset button was hit in a major way here on planet Earth where the human race globally got to somewhere between five and 10,000 people total right and they know that because all of our genes basically go back to those ten thousand people however between seventy thousand and twelve thousand nine hundred years ago which is when the first cataclysm came yeah sure there were some interesting periods in that time as there always is but there was 50 odd thousand years there where that section of humanity had a chance to develop now we've been you know, let's say 10,000 years. Well, it's, it's, 
it's practically 12,000 years, right? Agriculture pops up around Gobekli Tepe um, 11,600 years ago. So imagine us in another 40,000 years. Where would we be? I'd like to imagine we're on the same path of what we're seeing UFOs to this day, you know, anti-gravity, some sort of, you know, advanced technology that's well mm. truly above what we are today anyway. Mm. At least you'd like to think so. You would or, like to or think yourself, so. wipe yourselves out. Or, <laughs> yeah, one. well, I think you would probably do that once or twice along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, I think as well, we don't understand the cataclysm that happened 12,900 years ago, right? Because there's many, many advanced, many ancient cultures that talk about um, flying objects. Um, you know, they've got the Vimana, you've got the depictions in South America, New Zealand, uh, a lot of India stuff. There's a, an old Indian Sanskrit manuscript that's thousands of years old that if you open it, it actually reads like a schematic for a rocket. Right. Oh, I think I know this one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it now, but there is the, it is out there, right? Uh, so I wonder the level of technology that we actually got to. Hmm. And But as far as UFOs are concerned or extraterrestrial beings, I mean, what is what are the gods, mate? You know, like what the Nazca lines, only the gods can see them. Yeah, um, I think that's where a lot of our religions sort of based off, I like to think, um, hmm. you know, because like, you know, if you see something that's way superior than yourself, you know, you're sort of basically treating them like a god, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's where a lot of our religion is based off that because, like, they can do amazing things. They're so advanced to us. You know, they can do healing. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, the Orville. Uh, the Orville. A, no, no, I haven't. Shell and Disney. It's basically it's still like a it's a comedy based off um, Star Trek, basically like this spacey sort of shit. There. Um, oh, I've seen it. I've seen shorts of it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Yep. Seth MacFarlane from yes, Family Guy. Yes, and he made yes, it, yes. and he actually put an episode in there where they've gone into like a sort of a, a civilization that's sort of like set in like medieval sort of times, you know, and they've come down with their ship. They're sort of like doing a bit of a scout out through it and that sort of stuff, and one of these little girls sort of hurt themselves there. So they, you know, they get the technology there and sort of help her along. Next to me, she's a god throughout, yeah. um, you know, and it sort of makes you wonder, like, did something play a part in that, like something similar to that play a part in the history of our mankind where they've come down that sort of helps humans, but like not play a massive influence because they don't want to influence it that much. Mm. But they played a part there where they could see that, you know, something that you'd think a god could do. Well, I've got a, I've got a couple of things to, to say to that. Um, number one, Bruce Fenton has done some very interesting work on an alternate origin theory. Have you heard of the out of Australia theory where basically we didn't come out of Africa, we came out of Australia? Um, and there's actually more evidence to support that than you'd think. Uh, but I mean, one of the races came out of Australia. I think you can, you know, there's, there's four distinct races on the planet, I think. Um, and one of the races potentially came out of Australia. And there's a, there's a guy called Bruce Fenton, but he, he's like uh, Valerie Burrows. Uh, she's fairly old now, but she'd be very interesting. She'd be very interesting to talk to. Uh, I haven't approached her because she's pretty old. However, uh, she's got a lot of videos and stuff out there on the Palladian theory. I mean, what, what do you know about the Palladians? Have you, you would have heard about the Palladians. And that yeah, sort I've of heard stuff. of them. I haven't really touched much on them. Like, I think that's the, the Viking race, isn't it? Like the ones with all blonde hair. and Yeah, yeah, they're potentially elven. Um, that was a, yeah, something it, I heard yep. the other day as well. Um, 
So long story short, now this, this is the physical evidence, okay? And now with my flash new camera, this here is, I'll see if I can get a bit closer. This here is australite tektite, okay? That's what that stone is there, okay? Right. Now that is a tektite that you can find in the outback everywhere in Australia. Now it's all weird shaped. A lot of it's like teardrop shaped and, and there's interesting shapes to it. Uh, I've got some pictures here actually I could show you. Uh, it's like button shapes, but that is a piece of it as well. Basically, 780,000 years ago, there was something of a, there was a crystalline structure in low Earth orbit, right? And NASA will confirm this, okay? Because you can find australite tektite uh, everywhere, okay? Um, in fact, what are we doing, mate? What we better use some modern technology because I can actually show you what I'm talking about. Okay, so see that there? That mm -hmm. there is. That there is australite tektite, okay, where all the crosses are, okay? Okay. See, these are the different tektites, right? And you see that point eight million years ago or 780,000 years ago. Something fell into low Earth orbit 780,000 years ago, okay? And a lot of them look like that, okay? They're like button Oh, types, yes. Right? I've seen that before, actually. You probably would have. Now, the reason they look like that and, and the reason I say something was in low Earth orbit because it fell into the ground. I mean, when a meteorite comes out of the sky, comes out of the sky at 15,000 k's an hour and just smashes into the ground. These things didn't. They just sort of fell out of the sky and then, you know, they get their little balls like that one there, their little buttons like this, right? They just fell out of the sky, okay? Story goes that, so the indigenous, there's another couple there. The indigenous, oh, that's Stonehenge. Um, so the indigenous story goes, right? And not just the indigenous story of Australia, but the indigenous story of multiple cultures around the planet is the seven sisters of the Pallades got chased by the three brothers of Orion across the stars to Earth. Okay. Now, theoretically, this crystalline structure was a spaceship and it was the Palladians. And they, something was wrong with their planet. They were trying to adapt to our planet. They were upgrading the hominids that were on this planet. Now, Homo sapiens sapiens are quite interesting, right? Our genes have developed, hyper-developed over the last million years, like six times. And mainly, it's in the prefrontal cortex, our ability to communicate, doing exactly what we're doing now, critical thinking, that sort of stuff. Um, and we sort of evolved to be as big as we could be, to evolve to the size we can evolve to. There's And a lot of other things, like a chicken's a chicken, man. Chicken hasn't, chicken's been a chicken for 20 million years. Yep. For they reckon, whereas we have changed, accelerated since 780,000 years to now. Theory is the Palladians upgraded us, the spaceship exploded in low Earth orbit, which what gives us the Australite tektite, and crashed into Australia. Basically, now the work that Bruce Fenton done, he's like, okay, so in theory, if something exploded in low Earth orbit, there'd be evidence on the moon. You know, we could talk about the look, the moon's a whole different subject. However, theoretically, in the rock samples that were brought back from the space missions, there was astronaut tektite, except they didn't call it that because it was found on the moon. So there's evidence both sides that something exploded in low Earth orbit. And that is the creation story 
The Palladian versus Orion is not only the Indigenous creation story, but most Indigenous cultures across the globe have a very, very similar story, right? And they either align to the Palladian or they, either, or they align to the Orion, okay? So as the story goes, the Palladians and the Orions were teeing off on each other at Earth, on Earth, okay? And, you know, this is the shortened down version. The space, the space police came and said, righto, if you don't knock it off, Forget about your piddly little weapons. We're going to throw rocks at the planet. Okay, you've got X amount of time to sort it out. At about 770, oh, I think oh, the story goes you've got 5,000 years to figure it out or you're done. And the story goes that 775,000 years ago, there is evidence of a multiple impact bombardment on four separate sides of the planet. Now, this is all, you can look this up on NASA. This is not, you know, casting the stones type stuff right four sides of the planet got hit by four separate impacts at the same time do you know the chances of that happening very slim very it's always very, gonna be one side slim. or is it gonna be yeah. one we'll major impact, across you know? the top or whatever yeah exactly right nothing's gonna hook around and hit us a few times right yeah and that those two things are real evidence that something it was a crystalline structure crashing into the planet but then if you connect all the indigenous creation stories, they actually match it up, right? And yep. then they don't really know how we got upgraded. They, you, 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 again, you look that evidence up, it's a long-winded, lots of big words. But if you look at it critically, read it critically, it's all bullshit, okay? They don't know why we're conscious, Anthony, why you're Anthony and I'm Triffitt. They don't know, right? They can measure neurons in the brain and all that sort of stuff, but why am I me and you're you? They have no idea. Yeah, I think it's one of those things we're never really going to really understand or know till we actually sort of get that grade of technology where we can actually sort of find the origin or unless, mm. you know, these beings actually come in and go, g'day, we're your mum and dad, you know? Mm. Um, I've always, always heard theories like, you know, um, two planets colliding sort of stuff sort of thing you know like that's created the moon like it sort mm -hmm. of cracked in half and you know came the moon and the rest of it came the earth itself and oh look there's some know, very it, interesting stuff in the solar there system is. you know mars mars has been hit by something catastrophic right half of mm. it, mars is like a half peeled orange right yeah um and they're finding water on mars once upon a time there would have been a, a um uh an atmosphere on mars right yeah and i, and I was saying the other night uh Oh, we're doing some stuff actually in Earth for being secrets about Mars. That's why it's fresh on my mind. But I was saying on the podcast last week that um, uh, the pictures that are coming off Mars are very interesting, mate, right? Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I'll repeat what I said. It's sort of like I get sort of, sort of sets of 30, like, oh, look at the evidence on Mars. And probably like 25 out of 30, I'm like, yeah, I don't really see what you're seeing. But maybe five out of thirty, I'm like, that is very interesting. That looks like a wall. That looks like broken down something. You know what I mean? Like that looks like yeah. some sort of wreckage. Uh, you know, as I said, what if one percent is true, mate? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like that. Um, that image there, like the doorway. Mm. That, that's interesting. Always interesting. Yeah. Like yeah, I know, like other um, you know, shadows and you know, can create a lot of illusions there, but it looks too perfect to be a. Uh, natural phenomena for yeah. it to create something like that, you know. Um, well, uh, that came across my feed through a couple of different channels. I mean, I, 
you know, that's, that's the interesting thing about the internet when it works for you in a good way, you get all this weird stuff straight up, you know what I mean? And I had that come across my desk and I'm like, and I knew where it come from. And I sent it, the first thing I messaged back was like, is this real? And they're like, yes, it is real. I'm like, okay, well, that is weird. You know, yeah. it's an anomaly, right? I mean, you know, the big question that I've got, and we've never made it to the moon here at the UTC, five years we've been promising uh, an exploration to the moon. We have never made it. However, um, why haven't we been back to the moon, right? You want to build a space-faring civilization, you use two-thirds or, you know, three-quarters of the fuel breaking the Earth's atmosphere. The moon yep. is full of elements and minerals and all sorts of stuff. How have we – why are we not mining the moon? I mean, surely it's worth some money, right? Do we want to just go back to capitalism? And if we're going to be a space-faring civilization, it's a hell of a lot easier to take off from a quarter of the Earth's gravity than it is anywhere else. Why yeah, exactly. We, you know, what's on the moon and why haven't we been back? So yeah, back well, you. Elon wants to go to Mars. Like, why Mars of all places? Like, you know, you, it was taken like 30 years to get there or something. Probably less well, than that. I, I, mean, I, think, I think what Elon's going to do is all of a sudden he's going, oh, we invented hyperdrive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Cool. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. That dude's an alien though. He's got to be. He's got to be some sort of dealings yeah. going on there. It's, it's some weird stuff going on there. I mean... Like, he could be an eccentric genius. However, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on there. But he's the first to deny, isn't he? I mean, he's been on the JRE a couple of times. Oh, if there was aliens, yeah. I'd know. Yeah. <laughs> would you tell us, though? Yeah, would you? Exactly, right? How, what, how many <laughs> contracts have you signed? I mean, what do you think about the tech? Do you think we've got tech? What do you think about, you know, you know whatever it is, the um, Area 51? I was trying to think of the Bob Lazar one. It wasn't Sector 4 or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I can't remember us doesn't matter. I mean, do you think yeah. we've got tech? Do you think there's... We've definitely got a tech there, you know? Like, if, if, we've, um, if we've found crafts that are above us, we would have back-engineered them to some degree, you know? Um, or we wouldn't have mastered it because, um, you know, certain elements probably we haven't come across yet so that'll, you know, that we need to go and power these things, you know? Mm. But I definitely feel like we got some sort of concept there of the technology that they have. Like when you like um, think about like when we're talking about you know historical evolution of man, you know, we were sort of stuck in like a a steam age, um, or you know for hundreds of years. Yeah. And then um, you know before World War One, we started getting the oils and engineering into diesels and stuff like that. You know, started powering motors and whatnot. But it wasn't really till uh, when was that? Forty six. Roswell what happened was that 47, 47 47 there you go you know it wasn't really till Roswell and then a few years later we started getting like microchips and you know started getting CDs and microwaves and all that sort of mm. stuff started punching through there and was it wasn't, a leap in there was a leap in technology during that period. it was a massive leap you know now everyone's just been improving that technology mm. and it's always been like a slow release on whatever the government's come up with mm back engineering or whatever they sort of figured out, you know, and going, mm. oh, look, we can sort of make use of this and, you know, yeah, technology is a big boom. It is interesting. I mean, it, it hasn't, it hasn't. I mean, jet technology really hasn't changed since the 50s. Um, yeah. You know, I always say, you know, this is the, you know, the technology thing. It's like in 1957, you could order a, um, a Chevy Bel Air, uh, a Cadillac Eldorado, I should say, with cruise control, air ride suspension, air conditioning, electric seats, electric mirrors, electric windows, a crude GPS system, and, a, you know, the best stereo of the day. 
what's changed apart from the stereo's gotten better? You know what I mean? Like mm. that hasn't you know, fuel injection, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Nineteen fifty-seven, right? Um, there's just been an involvement of the same technology, and there's been a look. I reckon, honestly, the you know the oil, the you know the the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and those you know the the oil barons of the of the early nineteen hundreds. I think they hamstrung technology a little bit because I mean. Like I said, there's the guy that invented the magneto motor that ran off the Earth's magnetism, right? Which yeah. I I've said that for years, right? <clears throat> magnets, magnets, right? Yeah, magnets are the answer, man. Okay, you want to talk about how do we move giant stones? I think some sort of magnetism, amongst other yeah. things, right? Um, but that's gone. You know, there's the guy that invented the engine in Adelaide, that the ceramic engine that ran off water, that was just as powerful as a two hundred two back in the seventies. He got a handshake deal and he crashed into a tree. And it's the only tree within 10 kilometers, mate. These guys don't know how to drive, man. You know, they make these incredible <laughs> inventions and then they crash into the only tree for five yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Eh? A lot of people seem to have gone missing in the, throughout the history there when they've done this massive invention that will ruin the um, the monopoly train, basically. You know, yeah. the narrative, man. And then, and then we, we can't ever. You know, if something has become quite clear to those of us that are somewhat aware over the last few years, there's, there's a narrative. There's always been a narrative at play, but we had no idea how much control they had of the narrative, and now we've seen it, right? Yeah. There's no denying it now. We understand, um, and that makes you question even more. I mean, you know, you talk about World War Two. There's some very fascinating photos of like Nazi UFOs. I mean, you saw you would have seen some of that stuff. Yeah, you got Foo Fighters. Um, yeah, the well, that's where it started, you know. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's it's so. I think the you you said something earlier that I think probably covers it all. How much has been hidden? What is real, mate? What is history? Yeah. What is truth? Um, you know, I called my podcast "Unlocking the Code" because we're trying to unlock that code, mate. You know, like, and we we're left with breadcrumbs. You know, I always, it's like we've got a jigsaw, Anthony. Yeah, but there's no pictures, right? We don't know what the jigsaw looks like. We've got all these pieces, but none of them have got the picture on the. You know, we're looking at the cardboard back, right? And we've got to figure out what it is. Yeah, and then flip it over when it's finished. You know what I mean? Well, um, like you even mentioned earlier, like um, the world leaders, like who's controlling the the world in the background there? Like it, it sort of makes you wonder what's the purpose of controlling the world to follow this one narrative and hiding the truth behind it? You know, like yeah. What's the scary part of everyone knowing and being free to sort of rule their own lives? Like, what's where's the issue in that? I don't understand, like, why we can't have our own freedom to choose our own sort of past and how we want to live our life. Like, why is it going to be order? Well, it's pretty simple, mate. Fear and control and divide and conquer are very, very effective tools. Oh, definitely. And history is written by the victor, right? Mm. That's the other thing we need to say, we need to understand as well. You know, history is written by the victor. Uh, and, you know, the it goes back to the schooling system, everything. Like, it's all been designed. There's a, there's a narrative behind it, it. And, you know, one of the – what is the advantage? I don't know. I mean, the, it, ultimate power corrupts I – mean, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't know. You know, like – I. You know, it's like, and I could sit here and say, oh, I don't, I don't think that I would do what those guys are doing, but I don't have that kind of power. You know, yeah. we, we all humans are fallible, aren't they? Yeah. 
but I think they're attached to this materialistic nature. I mean, here's a theory, right? Here's a theory. So 12,800 years ago, massive cataclysm, okay? So prior to the cataclysm happening, like there is now, as we sit here and have this discussion, mate, there is um, tribes in Papua New Guinea that have never met a white man, okay? So, you know, all types of civilization exist on this planet, along with us zooming across Queensland and having a conversation, okay? So it's not hard to believe that maybe it wasn't all just one big massive science, spirituality, builder culture. Maybe there was a materialistic culture as well that evolved, you know, side by side with this spiritual culture, the builder culture. And who's going to survive a cataclysm? The people that are worshipping the stones or the people that can build a boat to survive a cataclysm, right? They're definitely builders. Exactly, right? So this materialistic society, you know, let's say whoever survived the cataclysm has designed the society that we live in, Anthony. And they've also done a system, they've almost systematically destroyed the evidence and denied any of the evidence that this previous civilization existed. Okay. So, what if it's the, I don't know, you would have to say that the darker side of the, the, the two civilizations is the one that survived the cataclysm, and we are the ancestors of that. However, people like yourself, people like myself, and Grub and Lee, and these other boys that we're all connecting into, we have a different calling. We know that there was something else, right? Right. It's like you look at these UFO encounters and you know there's something to this stuff, right? You're not sure what it is, but you need to know, right? Yeah. And on the same with the the megalithic stuff and the, the stuff written in stone and you know the the symbolism and all that sort of stuff. There's stuff there. Like that's there's something there. And maybe we are the ancestors of the other side. Maybe it's a genetic memory that we must be curious. But whoever survived the cataclysm and rebuilt civilization did not want this civilization to understand the civilization that came before us. And I think that's a big part of it. And because when you look into my research, man, it's hard to deny that it's been a systematic destruction. It's, it's really difficult to deny that. Um, you know, you talk about stuff in Egypt where there's stuff just chipped off walls you know, different types of hieroglyphs and paintings and all sorts of stuff, you know. Uh, you talk about the systematic destruction that's happened here in Australia, you know, the, the complete lies of history of the Indigenous uh, and how advanced they were and all these sorts of things. Like, they just flat out didn't tell us and they just literally bulldozed it. Like, that's literally what they did. And, yeah, we, we, we're having our true history and our true understanding uh, hidden from us. However, ultimately, mate, why? Because you said why, what's the point? Control, you know, when you've got control of 8 billion people, um, you know, I mean, the, the powers that be literally convinced 6 billion people to take a needle over the last 12 months. Yeah. The fuck did they do that, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. For the greater humanity, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, look, and, and and logistically, how did they do that? Just for the record, how did they make six billion vaccines in six months? Just walk me through that production process and tell me it wasn't pre-planned. 
Um, well, however, definitely. anyway, we won't go there. But um, there's a there's a darker narrative that seems to be behind this stuff, and it's guys like us that are trying to look beyond the veil. We're trying to see past that, because um, yeah, it seems to be a systematic destruction. You know? Yeah, I mean, you would. I mean, I've got it up now, so I could show you. Um, you know, that's Australia's Stonehenge, mate. That existed. Yeah, I've seen in, that. Yeah. Well, I know Richard, the guy that found those documents. He's a close friend of mine. Um, yep. And that's a computer depiction of the survey documents. Done well. Yeah, you know, that existed in Mullumbimby in 1946. Right. You know, there's literally standing stones and standing stone circles all over northern New South Wales and all over Australia, for that matter. So, so what did you say? In 1946, when it was discovered. No, 1946 it was bulldozed. It was oh, sur- bulldozed. It, yeah, it was surveyed oh. in 1936, prior to World War Two. But it's interesting, That's a shame. right? It is a shame. But pro- it's interesting. You talk about World War Two and, and the narrative changing. If you look at the, the 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 books and the stuff you want to read, man, are in the 30s, right? You want to read the stuff that comes from the 1930s, prior to World War Two, because obviously during World War Two, number one, a lot of stuff got bombed and destroyed. Yeah. However, a lot of the um, thought processes about history and all that sort of stuff changed dramatically coming out of World War II, right? They became null and void. Um, and the current narrative that we are under and the one that we were taught at school is the one that now exists, you know? Yeah. You know, I heard a terrible, terrible story the other day that... Um, uh, Apparently, one of the bombing ranges somewhere in Western Queensland too uh, is actually a sacred site where there was stone huts. Because I mean, this is what people don't understand: the Indigenous Australians had stone huts, they had villages, they had agriculture, they had, you know, they were advanced in their own way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one of the most sacred sites is actually a bombing range, um, and that's that's about all you need to know. Yeah, it's a shame. Like, you know, like throughout, like, well, growing up, you sort of always on the assumption that, or, you know, keep being told that the Indigenous were always just rock and stick throwers, you know, yeah, like exactly, real yeah. cavemen. Exactly. Um, but like, there's, they've got a beautiful culture behind them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is a shame that they were repressed so much um, throughout the history. Destroyed, massacred, genocide. Yeah. Is, is, is genocide's not an. Uh... Is is a, is a, is, a, is a decent word, um, yeah. You know, and and again, there's there's a lot of mysteries there. Like there's early explorers that uh, say they came across a tribe of not fair skinned but like tanned, red headed indigenous people that spoke English. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is in the 1700s when they were exploring Australia. Holy jeez! Right. Um, you know, we've got no idea, mate. You know, you know, you talk about um. You know, you talk about, you know, the Indigenous talk about portals. You know, you wander into a portal in Kakadu and you come out in the Grampians. Yeah. Right? I've heard sort of similar stuff all that, you know, yeah. like um, you talk about, like, they, they talk about the, like the, uh, the Wanjina. I think it's Wanjina. Is that how it's pronounced? You know, they're sort of. Yeah, they're medicine man. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's, that's the UFO people. Oh, the UFO people. Oh, the yeah. one G, wait, why G? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not sure that's correct, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and you know they're talking about them coming in through and talking to them and sort of stuff and mm. showing them sort of spiritual guides and stuff mm. like you know. And 
it's an amazing history when you when you find someone who actually was told through the generations of these stories. Now oh, that's a hard thing. I want to try and find a track of someone down who actually knows this sort of stuff. Good luck, man. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, like I, I've saying, tried. It, I've tried, man. I've I've tried. And yeah, good luck. Yeah, like, good it's luck. just been so repressed. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a a delicate part of history that's just forever lost. Mm. We, you want actually wanted to I'll show you something to do with the indigenous quickly. So you you would have heard of Gobekli Tepe before. Sounds familiar. So that's the T-shaped pillars in Turkey, right? So this is one of the Gobekli Tepe pillars. Yep. And there is a, yeah, obviously I've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. The Wizard of War Gaia, the great medicine man of Central Australia. Yep. Right. So similar symbolism. Okay. Yeah. Again, you know, there's indigenous symbolism. Well, is it in Australian or is it universal symbolism, right? So there's 32 or 33 symbols, Anthony, that echo around the globe um, that are found in rock art on every continent, everywhere, you know? And again, a lot of these indigenous creation stories are about Palladians. They're about extraterrestrial beings coming down from the stars to help them. You know what I mean? Like that is... That's literally what we're talking about here. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the repression of, of the society and, and how we actually truly understand it, it's hard to grasp and it's, it is quite um, disappointing. And, yeah. you know, as to who are these people now? Who, you know, is this, is this our ancestors coming back to say day? but we're, we're not at the point where they can interfere because, you know, that's the, the Star Trek thing. You know, rule number one is you can't interfere with, a, with an evolving race. Yeah, know? can't influence in any way. Yeah, you can't give them technology that moves them forward. You yeah. know, and it's fascinating stuff, man, because, you know, the, the reality is we don't know. You know, I think that's the – and I think the modern society doesn't like that. They don't want to say that we don't know. That's why they say we do know. Whereas in truth, we don't know anything. You know, it's yeah. So well, like questions. I said earlier, like you know, like we're, I wasn't sure. Well, we don't know where these beings are coming from or where their origin is. Sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and the theory is like they are a terrestrial beings from an earlier civilization. It sort of makes you wonder, like, if they are an earlier civilization, surely they would have learned something from history. Like, you know. History shouldn't repeat itself because you mm. should have learned from it. Obviously, At we are human. We, we make mistakes. So, yeah. But, you know, if these are an advanced race that have, you know, already been here and, you know, they sort of replanted the seed or something, you know, I don't know. Mm. Um, why haven't we learned from that history to, you know, progress human nature into a more civilized sort of, isn't that that's the golden question, isn't it, mate? Yeah, like why aren't we united? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I think I think the majority of us would like to be, and ninety nine percent of people are cool, right? Hmm. Um, I, I didn't get to why, 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 why can they control us, right? Because it's not necessarily why do they control us. It's it's really about why can they and how can they and how how. I mean, the, the mass formation psychosis that I saw happen over the last couple of years was, was unbelievable. And, it, yeah, to, to observe it and witness it is, has been, if it wasn't such a scary thing, it was a very interesting social experiment, okay? And because what they've done, Anthony, is they've externalized the God self, okay? So 
what is our purpose, mate? What are we trying to do? We're trying to, in our own way, you know, I, I made a post the other day about spirituality and spirituality is individual, okay? You know, I would say that you're probably experiencing your own spirituality doing your passion, you know, finding out about these things. That is your, you know, and you would know, you know, there's there's times in the in the middle of nowhere, mate, and I know I spent 16 years out there where there's just a perfect moment and you are one with the environment around you and it's an amazing, beautiful experience and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's spirituality, man. That's That's you becoming one with the earth that you are on. And it's in those moments that you feel unbelievable, right? It's like, I feel so good. You know, mm. this is this this world's amazing. I'm amazing. Everything's awesome, right? That moment that you feel that, that's when you're tapping into the God self. And that is the thing that they've been trying to suppress, right? And it's the fact that we have the power, right? You are, you are God. I am God. We are God, right? So basically the church is... You know, God loves you, but he's broken. He needs your money. And also that, you know, you'll never attain the purity of Jesus or Allah or whoever, right? It's the same story. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and that's not what it's about. What it's about, man, is about you achieving balance within you, right? Yeah. And that's what they're trying to suppress, right? And I think... The builder culture, this previous culture, this science, I think, I think the builder culture for me, if I look at the symbolism and the, 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 the astronomical alignments and the seems to be a lot of ritual, but also beautiful culture around this, 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 one, this one of these cultures that previously existed, I think it was the last time that science and spirituality were one, mate. I think there was a merging and an understanding. And through that would be understanding of self because you can find that balance. Right, the dark, the light, the the masculine, the feminine, the that's it, and that's what we're all trying to do. You know, that's all of us in our own way. It doesn't matter which way you get up the mountain, but that's where we're trying to get to. Yeah, and that's why they've suppressed it, right? And you know, what if you know, for I know shits and giggles that when you attain God self. We know about anti gravity tech. We understand. We can see the energy of the Earth and the magnetism, and like, we don't need to, you know. I mean, you know, we've both been in the game, mate. We know what those big holes do and the damage that they do, and you know what I mean. Like, you can't, you can't deny that stuff, right? You know, we do better now with our environmental things these days, trying to clean it up when we're finished. But you know, back in the day, we definitely didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's not the way, man. You know what I mean? The Earth provides us everything we need. We've just looked past it, okay? You know, there's another interesting theory that I heard years ago where in the 1700s and stuff where there was a bit of a warming period and we had extra, we, we started to, you know, the Industrial Revolution, the Renaissance, these sorts of things were coming around and we sent all these explorers out into the world to see what was out there. And when they came back, they're like, listen, listen, what, what, what we're doing is wrong. There's amazing people out there that can do these amazing things with all this stuff. And you've got no idea how beautiful and the amazing things and the energy and all this sort of stuff. And by that time we'd invented the light bulb and we just said, no, shut up. We know what we're doing. And in through that, we didn't listen, right? We didn't listen to what we were being told. And I think it's come to now with the internet and with the technology and with the, you know, with a certain generation, I think um, 
you know, my our generation. I mean, how old are you, mate? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yes, yeah. so our. I'm thirty-nine. So you know, our generation, we had dial phones when we were kids. You know, we yeah. had the rotary phones when we were kids. We used to write letters. You know what I mean? We saw that stuff, and we've we've rode the technology wave out. And we and through that, I think there's a level of critical thinking that the 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 next generations with nothing but technology don't have. And we're getting to the age, and we're looking, and we're like, hang on a minute there's more to this, right? There's more to life. There's more to this materialistic, capitalistic bullshit. There's, there's something greater out there. And because we can think critically, you know, I imagine you yourself with your encounters, you're starting to see patterns, right? You're starting to see patterns. You're starting to see experiences that line up, different variations. And that's all it is with the other research. And that is, that is your, that's our gifts. That's our gifts coming to the fore. That's us stepping into our power, being who we are. Um, and they don't want that, right? They don't want that. And yeah, they seem to have a pretty sinister plan that's playing out pretty well at the moment, but <laughs> we'll see how we go, mate. Yeah, what the end goal is, is beyond me. I don't know, man. The thing is, I, I can't engage anymore. I, I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't, right? I've got to live my life. Um, yeah, that's it. And that's, that's one of the big things about our generation, you know, He's like a saying, we've seen past this technology thing. We sort of appreciate the the history that we've sort of grown up with. Mm. And like, yeah, you know, you look back in like the 60s, 70s, um, you know, everything was a straight agenda. Everything was the same through. Like, you know, it was like a bit of a break for people having a bit of freedom, you know, like, you know, people partying Yahoo and like, um, I, I probably should say more like the 40s and 50s, or 30s, 40s, 50s. They were like a real straight agenda sort of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, women were in the kitchen. You know that was their life. Um, yeah, folks went to work. Yeah, there was there was there was a structure, but yeah, you know, but, but but with us, mate, we've seen every major institution now is full of shit. Yeah, right. Church is full of shit. Politics is full of shit. The banks full of shit. Sports full. You know, Olympics is full of shit. Everything. It's all crap. Yeah. Right, and there seems to be, you know, so if it's all crap, and then they're like, oh yeah, just so you know, UFOs are real. Yeah, we put it on page. We put it on, <laughs> just to come throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, we put it on page ten in the new in the NT news just to let everyone know. Um, yeah. And you know, you got to wonder. It's like they throw it out there, but there's that much um, lack of respect. What's the word? We don't no believe trust. them. No trust, right? So it's like, mm. even though they've said that they're real. As I say, the more they come out and say they're real, the more I'm questioning whether they are, to be honest. Right? That's... Yeah, no, it's fair. Because I, mean... I, I totally understand that. Because like they, they've lied to us all this time about saying there's no aliens, there's no crafts or anything like that. You know, they've mm. lied about Roswell. How much truth can they be given us about what they know or what they have? You know, it, it's, mm. yeah, it, looked, it does go both ways. Mm. But then, um, you know, when you look at the history that, People like you, myself, and others, you're like researching into this sort of stuff there and trying to figure out what the hell is out there. Like, it's hard to sort of deny what they know. Um, well, they definitely know. This is yeah. the whole point, isn't it? I mean, they definitely know. There's no doubt about that. You know, it's like, yeah, I think there's, there's that, you know, I love memes, right? I've got a meme problem. There's like thousands of memes on my phone. It's an issue, right? And one of them is, why don't you trust the government? It's like MK Ultra. Like, and it just goes through a list of all the conspiracy theories, the Gulf of Tonkin, da, 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 da. It's like, and they're the ones that we know about. Yeah. Right? Like, 
and it's it's hard um you know but the problem is too anthony is we haven't learned why can't we move forward collectively and and you know me and you have a discussion about this you know what i'm talking about we have and you you're vibing we're understanding why can't we make six billion people understand that because they're not ready they haven't learned for whatever reason the the system has been designed to create slaves basically yeah um and it's done a real good job i mean yeah we're not in chains anymore but tell me what a credit card is you know what i mean you think no one cares mate stop paying your bills you know what i mean oh yeah they definitely find see you soon enough that's for that's sure right. yeah you don't you don't think no one loves you stop paying your bills you'll, you'll see people <laughs> it's probably the only love you can get sometimes hey, absolutely mate. <laughs> so <laughs> well, oh yeah i, I mean, get a phone call you beauty <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean we, you know like as i say we're old enough we used to get letters mate the only yeah. letters you get these days are a bill you know what i mean pretty well unfortunately and, unfortunately my nan passed away so i don't get christmas cards anymore oh okay and i still get christmas cards anyway it's good mm. and they're all handmade too mind mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. it's bloody awesome like the art that goes so it's not my nan but uh, the missus her her grandparents and that, they all hand make their stuff still and it's like oh, it's, it's beautiful brilliant. it's absolutely brilliant lost art top notch stuff and that's the thing too like you look at our lifestyle now like we're so reliant on technology and we sort of all that sort of arts and crafts and all that um you know the the old school sort of stuff, you know, yeah, manual, making clothes, yeah. knitting, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's all gone. It's it's, gone, yeah. it's a dying sort of a dying um, what art, do you call it? A, dying, art, art, dying culture. Um, yeah, it, it's sad. Um, technology well, is a great thing. Like, don't get me wrong, it's absolutely amazing. Oh, look, it gives us the ability to do what we're doing now. <clears throat> However, yeah. you're totally right. You know, I mean, it's you know, we could say we're not addicted to our phones. However, we are right hmm. we know we are um and yeah i mean it's it's a hard thing like you know i've got kids and you know i, I really do try and think about um you know teaching them manual skills you know I, i'll make teach them how to make fire teach them how to use tools teach them all these sorts of things you know i mean unfortunately there's a lot of you know 20 year old men out there that if they got a flat tire in their car, they literally call RACQ. Yeah, isn't that a shame? Right, that happened at one of the work I was at. One of the young fellows was like an intern in the office, and he's wandering around the car park on his phone. I noticed his tire was flat, and I'm like, "Mate, what's going on?" Oh, I've got to call the RACQ. I don't know how to change a tire. I'm like, "Mate, give me five, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Where's your keys?" He wouldn't let me change it. He's like, "Oh no, no, no! I'll just get RACQ to do it." Wow. I'm like, man. Okay, you're on your journey, dude. Like I, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's you know, what's the there's that meme, you know, fifty years ago the 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 operator's manual for a car used to tell you how to adjust the valves. Now it tells yeah. you not to drink the battery acid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's stupid shit, like you know, yeah. common sense has gone out the window pretty much. Yeah, well, I, I say that because I told you I was a teacher, you know, and, yeah. and one of the things that I say is, is like there's a few things that have gone the way of the dodo, mate. And on that list is common sense. That's been gone for ages, man. Like, I don't know when that's coming back. You know, critical thinking left the building in 2020. doesn't seem to have made its way back in yet. And, yeah. um, you know, personal responsibility is another one, mate. You know, this this he said, she said bullshit. And that's how come, you know, we can just whinge about it. And you, know, you talk about that old school stuff, mate. You know, like the work ethic, the, the, the get up and go and, you know, not all the stuff from the old school was good. I mean, it definitely wasn't, right? And then I think there's a way to merge the old and the new 
and uh, be a bit more productive and, and have a bit more objective understanding of the world. However, integrity has gone, mate. You know, there is no such thing as integrity anymore, you know? Mm. You know, abusing people on the internet that you don't know, you've never met, and you probably don't even know what you're fucking talking about anyway. That's not integrity, yeah. right? Integrity is doing the right thing regardless, but we don't know what that is anymore. And it's all of it comes back to a form of control. It's hard not to see that, you know? It, yeah. It does. You know, I mean, the, the materialistic society, you know, everything's made in China. I mean, you know, think about that. If you, if we were to look around both the rooms we're sitting in now, what in our, what in these rooms? I mean, look, I, I do have some Australian indigenous stuff there. So that was definitely made here. Yeah. Um, however, what else in this room was actually made in Australia? Yeah. Honestly, there probably wouldn't be much in this room here for like maybe like the paper or some of the kids that they made their art stuff with. Yeah. from australia you know that's probably about it or a bit even flip, like you know my kids made this yeah you know these feathers are probably from china i was gonna say the feathers would be from china yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even the cup probably the paper cup too yeah yeah, probably. yeah. It, yeah it, it is like we're so reliant on other countries there and that's the thing like i don't want to try and get the, uh, the politics politics and you know the um the structure of australia but you know oh, australia's we'll lost its way mate. Go, yeah, Australia's lost its way. Like we're we could have been like a self-sufficient bloody country. Don't, you know? Yeah, there is no let let. In, we're both been. You're in oil. And, I was in oil and gas and gold. You're in coal. Let's yep. dispel a few myths right now. Australia is not anywhere near running out of oil. Australia is not mm. anywhere near running out of coal or gold or gas or oil. Any of that stuff. In fact, we could be a completely self-sustaining country and have stuff to spare. Yep. That is the honest truth about every single resource that exists on this country. Yeah, we're pretty much got everything. Yeah, and we told we're told other, other otherwise, right? And what's fascinating about the oil, you know, some of the boys are going back checking the holes from the eighties, remembering that oil is dead dinosaurs, right? Yeah, these holes, these wells that were empty, you know, sucked dry in the eighties, have refilled themselves because the process has continued to evolve, right? So there's oil everywhere. Right. Again, we go back to the narrative, you know, and I've, I've said that forever. Why is not, why is Australia not a superpower yeah. or at least a, a really big player in the world instead of just, you know, bending over and, you know, I mean, God, Albanese looks like he doesn't have a spine. The man, mm. you would not trust him to back you up in anything. Right, if that dude come out and said, "I'm going to change your tire," I wouldn't let him. <laughs> I don't think he would know how to be honest. He wouldn't know anyway, but I wouldn't let him. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, how is that? You know, and the you know the the under the table thing. You know, all of all the things we can't talk about anymore. Mm. Um, I never thought I'd say the election fraud in Australia. Oh, but that's I'm, definitely going to be play everywhere. But I'm pretty sure we got fucked a few months ago, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Because the thing is, I'm connected through millions of people through different networks because of over the last few years. And I don't know anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone that didn't put the major parties last or didn't vote for them at all. Yeah, no, I put them last, for sure. So how did Labor win by <laughs> landslide? Well, that's the stupid thing about the politics, you know? Like, even I think the same system runs in America. It doesn't matter who you vote for, it's their vote that goes to... They're major. Yeah, yeah. That's the stupid part about voting. Like there should be whoever the majority is the voted one should be the winner. Yeah, it's not about preferences. If all the people did not want you in there, get out. Yeah, that's right. But look, unfortunately, Anthony, we we're living in prophetic times, mate. 
Mm. And, you know, people don't, I, I was saying that in 2020 and 2021 and everyone's sort of fogging me off. And I'm like, you don't understand, right? Our children's children's children, they're going to be reviewing our podcast, mate, to yeah. try and figure out what we did and why we did it and where we stood. Because this is, this, what is happening right now is going to shape the next generations of humanity. And that's our children. And that's the thing that scares me the most. Mm. Um, you know, what's going to happen? Uh, and, and it does come back to this, this control that, you know, it's like us conspiracy theorists, Anthony, are up about 50 to zero at this point, mate. You know what I mean? Like mm. everything we said, you know, what's the difference between conspiracy theory and the truth? Oh, it's about six months, mate, these days. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's insanity. It's, it's and yeah, I don't know where it ends, man. That's my concern right now, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people don't understand it too because like some of all of the conspiracies are insane, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the only things we don't want to trust or believe because of how insane they sound and because a lot of the evidence isn't right there in front of us to sort of make an opinion on, you know, mm. everything's sort of like from secondhand knowledge mm. and sort of stuff, you know, it's one of those like rabbit holes. It depends on how far you want to go down that rabbit hole, mm. try and figure out which part of that is the truth. Mm. And, you know, I don't dive too much into them because, you know, it can take you to a lot of different places there. And I sort of try and stick to the path of mm. what's happening in You can only control what and, you control, man. This is the whole yeah. thing too, right? And I think... You know, we'll steer away from this stuff now, I think, because, uh, you know, we'll come to an end in the near future. However, um, yeah, look, something dark is going on, okay? Mm. The thing is, mate, is that a lot of the books you see behind me there, and there's another bookcase over here, a lot of those books are history books, as you can understand. And unfortunately, like you said before, it shouldn't. However, history does repeat itself. Yeah. And I can tell you where we're at in the game because this game, this play has been run before. There's a few more people, there's some technology involved, a few other little bits and pieces, but this is a game that's been run before. And I can tell you where we're at. And I can tell you pretty much what's going to happen next. However, people aren't ready, man. They don't want to know. Okay. You know, I mean, how is it that, like, it's it's June, three months ago. Well, sorry, was it? Six months ago, pretty much to the day, a million people rocked up to Canberra to protest. And the media said it was 10,000. Mm. And no one cares. Right? That is, the, that is the cognitive dissonance and the psychosis that we're still under, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to even fathom, you know? Look, we've said enough trigger words in this podcast. It'd be interesting to see how far this one goes. But, <laughs> um, you know, like COVID was bullshit. And literally within a day, oh, sorry, COVID's bullshit. We probably need to stop doing that. Yeah. Ukraine. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Like, it's within, it was in 20, it was 48 hours, man. The narrative shifted. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? When you think about that, like just how quickly they just went, oh, attention over here now. Yeah. And, you know, that's, so, like going back to the UFO thing, you know, US government admits to UFOs flying around. Oh, hang on, COVID 19. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's same sort of style. 
as there's a there seems to again it comes back around and it comes back again and again to the same stuff mate that you know it's hard to believe that there seems to be some sort of dark pedophile cabal that runs the world however unfortunately man the evidence suggested that is exactly what the yeah. fuck's going on you know what i mean like and that's yeah and i don't know what to say about that like you know when i realized that i'm like it, I, 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 it, it melted my brain late last year, and I had to step away because I'm like, it's nothing I can do about it anyway. Yeah. Right. Look after my kids, feed my family, do the best that I can, keep doing my research because that's my contribution to this game. Yeah. And keep going. But I mean, when's enough going to be enough, mate? What will make the middle class stand, Anthony? That's my that's question. It. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. Like you know, like all the uh, the higher upper ends, you know, the higher class society, you know, the billionaires and millionaires and all sorts of stuff. Like they have all this power in the world; they can change the world to how they want to, you know, benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. But yet they don't. It, it just seems to be like a a dick swinging game of who's the most powerful in the world, in a mm-hmm. sense. And it's a shame, really. Like that's, you know, I guess that's like what you and me. Like we don't care about that sort of shit no. we just want everyone to just be cool man be cool yeah be understanding be respectful and good to one another that's pretty much it's not Love that answer, big an ask. Yeah, it's not that hard it's not that hard you know and, I, and you're right i don't know what it is you know i mean you know again we, all this stuff we can't talk about there's still people in the blue mountains living in tents from the bushfires that happened in 2019 man yeah right? where's all support gone well, the Salvation Army took $70 million and didn't give back a cent. Yeah. So no, that's bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm glad the media actually sort of covered on that, but mm. they're still, that, that was about as far as it went. Yeah, it was two days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like whereas, it made people realize and understand, like, oh, if these guys haven't done it, I'm sort of, oh, you know, I gave a little bit, you know, to these people here. <laughs> you know, and that was it. You know? Yeah, but it's like we gave you our money yeah. to give to them. Oh, no, we've got to hold it for a disaster fund. Yeah, it's like, was that not disaster? <laughs> Half the bloody Blue Mountains burnt down. I mean, what what, what are we doing here? And But again, like we said, charities are bullshit. Religions, you know, it's all crap. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, we are, we are witnessing the fall of Western civilization as we understand it. Mm. We will witness that in our lifetimes, mate. And why are we here? Maybe we're here to bear witness, mate. You know, maybe that's what we're here to do. We're here to continue our research, right? Because what's going to happen, you know, we talk about here at the UTC, like, as I say, there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of content out there from us here. And, you know, when I sit someone down and they go, what, what's, what's your podcast about? I'm like, well, you need to sit down. Do you need a drink? Like we've got a, we need. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a long, lot, of, lot to cover. We're, we're, we're on a ride here. Okay. Um, but they're like, really? Oh my god! Seriously, I'm like yeah, seriously, like because I mean here, and I, I imagine you do the same. You've weeded out some of the stuff that seems like pretty much bullshit, and you sort of you really look into the ones that you think do have substance and understanding, right? And you mm-hmm. would look at it from both sides objectively. That's what we do here. Yeah. Right? Anything that I talk to you about, I've looked at the other side. You know, I've looked at the counter argument, and I've settled where I've settled, um, yeah. whether that be in the middle or one way or the other. Um. And, you know, they're going to come to us and go, you know, when these things, if, the, you know, it, let's pretend for a second that these UFOs reveal themselves 
I mean, have you seen some of the videos coming out of like Melbourne and Sydney and all that sort of stuff recently? Like there's some weird stuff, man. Like on some of the, um, like, I mean, the, the UFO site that's on Facebook, there's some interesting stuff coming out. I mean, some of it is Venus. I understand that. However, yeah. some of it is very interesting as well. You know what I mean? There's the same sort of thing, right? Out of 30 videos, two or three, what is yeah. that? You know what I mean? What is that? It is. And a lot of things do have a lot of explanations behind them. Hmm. And the worst part is like a lot of people don't want to accept the explanation behind it. And I don't want to be objective. Yeah. I get a lot of criticism about it. And, you know, like people are going to call me skeptic and all sorts of shit. I hate the word skeptic. It's like, I'm not skeptic. I know Hmm. they're out there. There's things Hmm. out there. I wouldn't be doing this shit if I didn't think they were fucking bullshit, you know? Yeah. And it it annoys me. I'm I'm probably breaking a bone here. Like, because, yeah, it's all, right. You know, it's all right. No, let, let it go, mate. Let it go. And, you know, it, look, I understand there are things things are out there, you know, but you got to look at things from a logical center point of view as well. Mm. You know, cameras lie to you. They can, you know, you get lens flares, you get distortions or pixelations and stuff like yeah. that. Cameras aren't fantastic. They're not going to go and pick up remarkable detail of something that's flying past it. Who knows how fast? You know, yeah, how fast or. You know, understand perspectives. Like, you know, you get an insect that's going to fly past you from a meter. Like, you, you your finger like this, mate. You go, you know, good mm. from your bloody face. It's going fast, isn't it? Yeah. And then, you know, if you put it from here and go across there, it's a bit slower, isn't it? You know, mm. perspectives. And like, that's part of my job when I'm analyzing stuff. You know, I've got to look through every single bit of detail and try yeah. and get an understanding, try and rule out every single possibility that I possibly can. Absolutely to get an idea of what it could be first before I go and claim it's an alien extraterrestrial craft or something. Like Absolutely. That, you know? You've got to do that. Yeah. We, and, we do the same thing. You've got to sift through. You've got to look through the detail. Yeah. What's and the a lot of people, um, yeah. you know, people get pissed off at me going, no, you just, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, man, I've been looking at these things for like, how long have I been doing this now? About five, six years now. Hmm. And, you know, I've got people that I've worked alongside with and I've sent it off to them and they have a look and they've come up with the same conclusions mostly hmm. and, and unfortunately, like a lot of it does, like it does have an explanation behind it. And like, mm. well, um, I'll be the last thing that I'll be claiming to say to them that yes, it's an alien craft. Oh, I will not I tell think, them. I think that. I think of anyone, you definitely want it to be real. You know, like that's you, that, right. that, that, yeah, you definitely want it to be real. So yeah, look, I'd love for it to be real, but yeah. unfortunately, like the, the amount of like photos and images and you know footage I've looked at over time, a lot of the things Most are explainable. And yeah, and it's unfortunate. And like, because oh, I'd love to be able to tell them, yeah, look, you got something, but I'm not going to lie to someone mm. just to go and please their ego, their agenda, and their ego. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's, it's sad in a in a point. So, how many how many real ones do you think you've seen? Out of all the stuff you've looked at, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if any of them are real. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, because the detail, like, unless they've got some detail behind them, like that sort of gives a bit of an explanation behind it. Mm. Um, that's about all I can go by. Otherwise, mm. people, someone's got like a little blip in the sky of light that's because nighttime, you can't see anything, or it might be an orb in the daytime and you still yeah. can't get any detail because of pixelation and all sort of stuff or focus is going zooming in and out and making it look all shit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, so it's, it's hard to get a grasp on what they're trying to show me. And the lack of detail from these people, like some people, you know, it, so you're trying to ask questions like you're not trying to like ask disrespectfully, but you need that kind of detail. You need that information, yeah. Yeah, and like you sort of like, you're trying to like 
punch it lightly, you know, poke the stick in there. Oh, look, I need this bit more information. I'm not trying to sound like a dick or anything. I'm trying to just give you any discredit on what you've actually seen. But, just you know, I, I just yeah. need, I need to get an idea of what you're actually looked at mm. to get a, see if I can sort of identify it from a logical sense of and that you have point. to. And, yeah, and, yeah, and otherwise, if you've seen it like going from zigzag and, you know, or doing something that defies all logic from our mm. human logic, you know, our technological aspects of things, you know, then you got something that defies that. And mm. yeah, um, what, like about said, inter- what about internationally? I mean, there's the one that I think is, um, I think it's Rio. There's one that I saw, wasn't that long ago? I was in, don't I see the thing is because I'm on the page on Facebook. I don't oh, know. there was one there, and it's actually from different perspectives as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, it was like, because it was Rio where the, there's the statue, you know what I mean? And there, and there's a crowd of people and they've all got different videos and then these these things appear in the sky and it's not just one person. There's the whole, like, thousands of them going, oh, you know, you can mm. hear the exclamations like, what is that? What's going on here? And, yeah, there's like three or four different angles that you can see of it. Yeah. yeah. They sort of, they appear in the sky, they sort of dart around a bit and then they disappear again, you know? I mean, that one was interesting. Um, yeah, there's a there. Look, there are interesting ones there, and like some of the like sort of makes you wonder if they're military flares or something like. Um, mm. But like, unless there's like yeah, like saying like darting around a little bit, um, could it be distortion from the video trying to like, yeah, someone trying to person, move the video? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the things you got to look at too, because um, like you know people are even taking videos of a star in the sky and not realizing what they're doing. They're sort of moving around, and people are thinking that that's the crafts moving around. It's like, no, you, this is the camera. Like you can move the camera. It's like even just like slightest minute and the cat things just going to get flying. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're zoomed in and like, that's the oh, biggest I, thing, you know, people just don't understand the technology The yeah. and I know it's, I'm sounding frustrated here. No, but, no, no it's know. okay. It's okay. No, no, look, you've got to be objective, mate. And I appreciate the fact that you are. All right. I actually respect you more for the fact that you will tell me that you don't think any of them are real or you think maybe there's a couple that you've got questions about. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fine. I mean, I um, see, I'm pretty aware of the stars, right? Mm. And, you know, astronomical alignments, that sort of stuff. But as you would know, in Queensland, for like three months, we didn't see the sun or the moon. You know what I mean? Like there was cloud, it was cloudy night every yeah, night for right. months on end. Then it suddenly cleared up. Okay. And I didn't think about it, right? I'm standing out the back of my property. I'm like, what is that? That is a massive star there. Mm. Another one over there. What is that? And I fully went, into overload that's a big star that shouldn't be there i know the sky blah 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 like fully grabbed the telescope set the telescope up da 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 da. and anyway my mate comes around was going to do a bit of recording and he's got the star at me he's like dude it's serious yeah i'm like oh and then i realized in the three months that i hadn't seen the stars the sky had moved so you could see sirius early in the evening in the west right which is yeah. true you know what i mean but it's just because the, the sky had moved you know normally because i mean most nights i actually walk out the front and i'll have a look at the stars and you know beg for a ufo to turn up they never do but yeah um and uh yeah i so I, I i look at the rotation through the year and yeah i fell for it as well man you know what i mean like oh what is that that's a weird star you know what i mean it was bloody serious it was just because the sky had moved and i hadn't noticed because i hadn't seen the stars for four months yeah, well, I think you can go, I think, from memory, about 8 o'clock, I think, from now, you can see Sirius going through on the horizon. And yeah. that's the yeah. thing a lot of people don't understand, too. Like, 
stars when they're up above you, they're not as prominent in it. Like, you know, you got the atmospheric illusions, like, you know, when you get the moon rising up, things are enlarged Absolutely. 10 times what they are. Yeah. And then when you get stars come through, they are distorted from the illusion of from the atmosphere. So, mm. you know, stars are going Those off the head just to know, especially, yeah, you know, Soraya Stark goes off. It's, no, it looks like a space police are out there with a the bloody lights on or something. Yeah, yeah, know? it's crazy. It flashes. It looks like it's rotating. It's all weird. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. And you're like, you're trying to explain that to someone. They go, oh, no, it's not you talking shit, bullshit. Yeah, like Venus. Venus it. has been, this, you know, mistaked as you have because that's a, it's a beautiful star, Venus. It is. Um, you know, it's a beautiful star. And uh, yeah, like planets don't usually, they don't have a twinkle like an, a star does, but they still do have a distortion twinkle to them when there's like, especially on the, like when they're low in the atmosphere, they'll sort of go like a bright reddish and, you know, they don't change colors like stars, but they do have their own yeah, they know, definitely patterns, do. but yeah. You know, and yeah, um, look, that's just the thing that people just need to understand. Like, they need to go and start looking more, get an understanding of, what is happening in the sky, learn about the technology mm-hmm. that they're using to try and capture these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even understand, like, you know, even Starlink's getting mistaken as a alien invasion and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, just a, it's a line of satellites that cruises across the sky, yeah. 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 And I guess that's the thing. Like, um, look, I'm always happy to go and try and help people to try and, that's part of my job, you know, trying to analyse something then try and, Give an explanation, but don't get angry at me because I'm not going to tell you what yeah, you want to be. Yeah, I'm going to justify. Yeah, you want it to be the, you know, you want it to be the next UFO when it's not. And I'm sorry that I want it to be. Yeah. You know, we want it to be. There's no doubt about that. But sometimes it's not, man. Sometimes yeah, like, it's I, not. I, I give a full explanation of what my opinion is on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say, look, you know, someone's like, um, for instance, captured what appears to be an insect because like going through framing and sort of see the wings mm-hmm. flapping, you know, mm-hmm. and when they're explaining something to me, like, oh, look, I see a silvery sort of look at an object from the distance there, you know, and then I try to get my phone out to go and film it. And what I captured was this and that's yeah. what looks to be the insect. And it's like, well, look, what you've captured into what you're telling me could be two different things, you know, that's true. Um, it just could be the instance that when you've gone to film this object, the insects, gone through at the same time coincidentally you know it's one of those things but like i'm not denying what you're seeing but unfortunately what i can see through the footage that you've captured appears to be an insect because of you know going through frames of ABC, you can see the, the, yeah yeah you start to see the body and the wings and frame by frame that sort of stuff yeah yeah and so like it's like i'm not going to deny what you're trying to say explain to me but it's just what you're showing me it's counter to that. Things. It's counter to that. And look, that's fine, mm. mate. I think I think you've got to have that critical eye. I think yeah. um, as long as you remain objective, that's all you can be asked to do. Yeah, look, I'm open to all things, you know, all possibilities. Because, like, you know, this, like I said earlier, like this world has amazing things going on through it. Like, you know, I've got paranormal, I've got yowies, I've got cryptids, we've got mm-hmm. shitloads of weird things out there that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And to say these things don't exist is pretty ignorant. Absolutely it is, yeah. Um, because like, well, you can't prove that they don't exist, and like, no. we can't really prove that they do exist except from witness testimonials, you know. Mm-hmm. So, these people wouldn't be making this shit up for no reason, not for attention seeking, you know. The you know, there's people that I trust and I work with, they've got different stories here and there, you know. It's amazing stuff out there. Mm. Absolutely. And so and yeah, look, these people aren't bullshitting. 
And like oh. even people that I've talked through on the podcast, that you can hear the emotions going through them. Yeah, they saw what they saw. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and like you know, it's it's a it's a buzz for them going back through it because they're reliving it. And like you know, they yeah. some of them are getting scared. Like oh, you know, like oh, you want to hear a trippy story? A couple of the boys had a um, Yowie experience. What's that episode called? I can't remember what the episode's got. I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, but that's another one. You know, those boys saw what they saw they experienced what they experienced i had them in the studio i was looking them in the eye mm. and asking these questions they they believe what they saw they believe what they heard they were there in that you know they took me took me with them on their journey when i was explaining it you know like there's no doubt however is it what they think it is is anything what we think it is anthony you know what That's, i mean yeah it's how do we know mate how do we know it's but listen, man, I really respect your work. And I think, you know, a lot of these people that you talk to, you know, and when I hear those episodes with the emotion and because and, and, I've listened to a fair few, like I, I like it. Um, I didn't realize there was so many in Australia. And look, we're, we're probably racking, wrapping it up for tonight, but I haven't asked you like a thousand questions. So you're coming back just so you understand that. <laughs> That's all right. Um, we never got to the sacred grid either, but it's going to take no. too long to unpack. So we'll, we'll get to that next time as well with um, – yeah, look, I really respect your work because you're giving these a lot of these people that you are taking seriously probably haven't been taken seriously a lot in their lives. And I think allowing them and giving them the platform to tell their story in an open forum without judgment is a very, very important thing that you do, mate. So um, be proud of yourself for that, man. I really respect it. It's really cool. Um, where do you want to finish, mate? Where you know what, What's one more topic you wanted to talk about? Maybe ask me something. We've been going on about ufos for quite a while yeah we have what would you like me to what would you what would you like me to finish on considering this is a swap cast you know yeah well look i'm probably more interested in the um sort of like the cryptid side of things you know mm. like you know a lot of things are strange but like, look thanks for the um the, the appraisal there on the um, show and like yeah look, it definitely helps a lot of people on the coming forward and just like just everything that's related to this you know people and people are always encouraged to sort of talk about their stories so, no, it's always a good thing. So, thanks for that. Um, but, yeah, look, I want to talk about the cryptid things. Like, you know, cryptid's a, a strange thing. Like, how much of that's made up, and but how much of that is true too, you know? Like, you know, you got, like, um, the Skinwalker Ranch and stuff yeah. like that. Australia's got its own Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Um, there's so many weird things out there that can be all related in some way to, you know, Yowie's paranormal, mm-hmm. UFOs. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always had an interest in that sort of stuff, I feel like. Well, it's scary leave, stuff, but you know, you, you can't leave giants off the table either, mate. I mean, yeah. the giant thing is, I scoffed at you know, one of the you know, you, 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 as you go through your research, you, you scoff at certain things. And, um, I scoffed at giants for a long time, like, listen, I don't have the time, I don't know if there was giants, you know, blah blah blah. And you know, through the through all the, the time I spent at home over the last couple of years, I started to have a bit of a dig around with giants. and well, 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 there is a lot of evidence of giants, man. Like it's still or eight foot, 11 foot tall people, uh, you know, whether they're humans or not so is a different discussion. But yeah, I mean, you want to go back to what is God, a tall bearded man? What is Jesus, a tall bearded man? What is Zeus, a tall bearded man? What is the indigenous uh, grandfather here in Australia, a tall bearded man? What is, you know, just keep going, right? What is the... The God in South America, a tall bearded man, right? Same thing, right? Now, before they uh, 
you know, before they ostracized the feminine, there used to be the tall bearded man and the long haired, beautiful woman, tall, long haired, beautiful woman. That was the gods. They are the, the gods that everyone worships. And by all reports, they were giant, you know? Um, but yeah, Australia's interesting, man. I mean, you've got the, you've got the, the big cats. I mean, that's not necessarily a cryptid, but you know, there's there's always big cats in every single state. There seems to be the same story about the big cats. There's the yowies, the the giant lizards, the you know, I mean, the min min lights. I mean, look, I you'd know yourself, mate, be spending that much time out in the bush that the Aussie bush is an interesting place, mm. right? And there's been a few times in my life where I've just been exploring, and you walk into an area. And almost immediately, is that you need to get the fuck out of here right now. Right? There's just that instinct, right? You've walked into a place that you are not welcome. And it's time to go now. What happens to those people that stay? Right? They disappear, don't they? You know what I mean? Mm. There's hanging rock in the Grampians. You know what I mean? Like that's. It's weird, right? There's actually some weird photos of me and my cousins at the Hanging Rock. And when we were kids, because so I grew up in Victoria, there's all sorts of weird caves all over Hanging Rock. Now, I don't know. I remember, like, I remember I'm seven, eight, nine years old. But me and my cousin, we used to run around Hanging Rock and we would run through one cave and we'd come out on the other side of Hanging Rock. Now, I don't remember going through a long cave. But I do know you'd go through a certain cave and you'd come out on the other side. What was that? Yeah, what happened between that? <laughs> what happened there? You know, and I did that a lot. Like as I say, that was a there was a we would run around and we would go through this cave, we'd come out the other side, we'd bounce around here. And I remember doing that on multiple occasions. But now I think about it physically, it was one side of hanging rock to the other. There was no we did not, you know, and there's been all sorts of disappearances up there. You know, weird stuff happen up there. Um, weird things seen in the Grampians and out west. And I just don't think we know, mate. But, you know, I, I, the whole Yowie thing, again, is sort of something that I scoffed at until I sat across from these guys, these guys that I knew and trusted, good friends of mine. And I said, this is what happened. Right? They whacked this, st st uh, you know, stick on a stone three times. And all of a sudden, bang, 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 comes back, mm. you know? And then, like, they were, they were shitting themselves here in the refinery. Like, I saw what they saw. Um, again, do, we, do they know? Do, just do the powers that be know? I mean, if you think about the giants and the hominids and all that sort of stuff, I mean, you know, the, the skeletons disappear into these museums and they never see the light of day again, you know? Is there a world in between worlds? Is there interdimensional? I mean, these are the things we need to think about. I mean, the skinwalker stuff's creepy. Um, you know, talking to the Lee and the boys, you know, Lux and Patriot on um, the Occult Rejects have done, I think they're like up to part six on Skinwalker and it's some mind-blowing stuff, right? Mm. And, um, you know, but the classic story I always like to share is like there's those, those two guys and they're watching a certain spot and one of them's got a scope a night scope and the other one doesn't and the guy with the night scope sees a portal open up and this thing walk out of this portable this being right and he's like did you just see that and he's like i don't see anything 
He's like, you, you what? Right? But they, he saw what he saw. But it's a different light spectrum. We don't see ninety nine percent of what's going on around us, mate. You know, mm. like that's the reality. You know. I mean, have you had any cryptid encounters? I mean, I've I've had I've seen some interesting tracks over the years, and I've been in a few spots where I know I wasn't welcome, and I just left. Um, but I've never had any real. I've had spooky experiences in the bush where I think I'm being watched for sure, and there's no way I should be because I mean, you know, mining oil and gas, you know, oil and gas especially, you know, you're drilling wells out in the middle of nowhere, you know, like it's not like there's anything else for anywhere, um, you know. So, have you had any experiences like that, or were you just just more curious? Nah, nothing cryptid on that end, no. But I've been at bushwalking by myself. I've never had the slightest inkling of not going there. I probably like gone. I probably shouldn't go up there because, like, you know, maybe danger factor. Not like the sense sort of thing. Like you, like you're explaining, like uh, like something's telling me not to go up there. But it's more like a yeah, no, I probably shouldn't go up there because, like, you know, it's probably a bit dangerous. You know, trying to yeah, climb right. up there or something stupid. But no, it's just always had me curious and wondering on the crypto side of things, like just what is out there and, you know, like especially See, like I, the Yowie things. The Yowie thing's interesting, right? Because what mm. I found interesting is I was doing a bit of contracting work, doing a bit of, um, you know, working with bobcats and excavators and stuff like that on the side, you know what I mean? A couple of mm. boys I know got a contract and these are old farmhands, old, old, old country boys, right? And this was around the time I was doing that episode. So I was sort of deep in the rabbit hole with it. And yeah, this is an old cow cocky, right? You know, old cow cocky from way back in the day. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, we've got an interesting thing. You know, this guy's talking about yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, I know about that. Yeah, we, we, when we used to do the cattle droves up through, up through the north, we used to see these weird stuff at night. We used to have to make sure we just had a fire going all night. We used to make sure that. And we used to keep the, the cattle in a circle because every now and again they'd take one. Yeah, we seen some <laughs> stuff like that. And he was just all matter of fact about it, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, when we do the cattle run from the north to the south, you, there's certain ways you can't go through because we're not supposed to be there. That's their territory. It's not our territory. We go around wow. And he was just matter of fact, just telling all these stories. Uh, and, you know, not a hint of bullshit in sight. He's like, oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of things out there right, we just don't understand. And a lot of things has been lost in the history like even like when you think about like with uh, human development with cities and towns and that like how much of that you know territory of yaois or whatever has been lost because of that or you know I it sort of makes me wonder too like if they expose themselves like would we continue on in developing out those ways you know like why hide well I mean yeah they were probably killed off mate I don't know you know I mean we're Unfortunately, the human, as we've sort of been loosely discussing all night, is not a real evolved being at the moment. Um, yeah. And, you know, I imagine that if they reveal themselves, they would be hunted, I'd imagine. You know, yeah. like I, that's, I'd love to say that's not the case, but the evidence suggests otherwise, doesn't it? You know, mm. it's, um, but there's many mysterious things. There you is. Know, like, and, you know, I told a story. On a, on a podcast, you know, when my grandfather died and I slid his coffin into the, into the hearse and the hearse was a Ford, right? And he was a hold man his whole life, like a died in the, died in the wool hold man. And as I'm literally holding his coffin, I'm sliding him into the hearse, right? Mm. And I hear his voice in my head. It's clear as a bell. I will swear it was him. 
And he's like, oh, geez, that could have got me a fucking Holden. <laughs> and I nearly spoke back to him like, yeah, man, I know. You know, I noticed that, right, as I'm sliding him into the hearse. So what is that? You know, like, what happened there? Was that me mm. manifesting that because I noticed that and I was thinking about that? But in my mind, his voice is clear as a bell. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, weird stuff. Like, he had all this port that he had down in the cellar. You know, talk about paranormal stuff. That night, we're having drinks. He had all this port that he held. And some of it was pretty bad, right? Because it didn't age very well. But mm. we drank it anyway. And the good port, the really good port that he kept for so long, there was enough for everyone and one extra glass. I mean, that's a bit spooky to begin with, right? And we put the extra glass up on the top because it was obviously it was his, you know, we were drinking after his funeral. That glass got emptied, man. True. No one there that would have touched that. You know what I mean? Because that was for granddad. There was no one that would have touched that. That is scary. But someone drank it. Or some, you know, something, someone, someone. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's spooky stuff, eh? It's spooky stuff, dude. Like you know, it's like, yeah. The the skeptic would go, you know, and I, I don't like that word. Any, you know, objectively, it's like, oh yeah, no, one of your cousins just drank it. That's what mm. happened. I don't believe so. I, I it, there's there's no one there because it was a big thing. It was spooky too, because it's like, oh, there's you know, there's twelve of us. There's enough for you know 13 glasses or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Well, that one's obviously for granddad. We'll put that up there. And thanks, mate. You enjoy that. And went about the party. And yeah, it was a couple of hours later. We turned around, that glass was empty. And so it would, like obviously someone would have seen if someone went up there. Exactly. Well, well, everyone went, who drank the port? That's not right. Blah, 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 blah. And no one was like, no, no one drank it. And sort of what happened was, because we were pretty pissed by that stage, let's be honest, right? But hmm. um, what happened was, is like, we sort of started to argue about it. Yeah. And then everyone sort of realized that no one drank it and everyone just got quiet. Because I think it was like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, well, granddad, you know, he wanted to drink that port for 30 years. At least he got a sip, I suppose. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, realization's I mean, kicking in. Yeah. I mean, how do you explain that? Right. Yeah. Same as the Yowie experience that these guys these guys told me about. How do you explain? I mean, those guys went out again, um, and the next time, one of the next times they went out, they took a bag of apples, right? And basically, they were very welcoming, right? There was a bit of a, I don't know, saber rattling for want of a better description. The, the first time they went out there, it was the second or third time they went out there, and they they left a bag of apples out there. And they purposely left a bag of apples on a rock over the road, right, away from their camp, um, and basically said, you know, they counted the apples, right, and basically said, you know, if you want an apple, they are there, okay? And, um, yeah, he, next morning, the apple bag is opened and there's two apples missing. in the middle of nowhere you're on there they're, they're in that lamington national park they didn't see another car the whole weekend so who took the apples yeah it's sort of like um makes it feel like down the, the lines of like um i think it's very common in asian culture there where they'll have food offerings for absolutely 
for the deceased, you know, and, you know, that could be a concept too, that where that instance where taking the apples or taking the sip of the port, you know, like there's all, it could be a connection there with where humans have connected to the paranormal in that way. Yeah, they've acknowledged that. They've acknowledged yeah, that and that, that connection. Yeah. That these and, things happen. And maybe once upon a time we knew that connection deeper than we do now as well. You know, mm. that, that's something that also needs to be taken into account. Yeah. Um, you know, I I've seen too much weird shit, Anthony, to to say that my granddad didn't drink the port or talk in my head or a yaoi didn't take the apples. You know what I mean? I've seen too much weird shit and mm. too much stuff that I question myself. You know, you know, what was that light that I saw for 10 minutes at 140 Ks an hour? You know, if you yeah. think about how far did I travel in 10 minutes doing 140, that light never moved. It never changed. It never, and it appeared and disappeared all by itself. Right. What was that? You know, and, but see, I'm okay with not knowing too, Anthony, in a way, yeah. uh, if, if I'm not meant to understand, then I'm not meant to understand. I don't yeah. have to send myself around the twist. But I mean, yeah, you talk about offerings. There's one thing that we do. You know, you want to talk about what's missing. Pretty much every church and every, definitely every major church, not just in Australia, but on a global scale is built on sacred land. Yeah. So what's underneath that? You know what I mean? What yeah, that's they, another what, rabbit hole what, there. You know, what did they knock down to mm. build that church, right? Um, and, you know, one of the things we do when we go megalith hunting, basically, we call it, uh, you know, out into the bush to just have a bit of investigate. You know, we get a few leads here and there and we go and have a, go and have a see. But we always take an offering. That's what I tell the boys. I'm like, listen, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Bottom line is this. You're on the crew. You bring an offering. Yep. I don't care what it is. You will, you will find something. You'll be preparing to come on this trip and you look at something and go, oh, yeah, that's my offering. Right. And then we give that offering, whether it be a crystal or who knows, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. It's, it's whatever, again, spirituality is individual. Right. So you are going to yep. offer what you think you need to offer. Right. I mean, here's another trippy story. Uh, we went up to Gympie, have a look around there. And one of my brothers, you know, brothers in arms and, He's connected. He knew he should have brought an offering. He just forgot, right? Yeah. Anyway, we get to the end of the day <clears throat> and he's like, where's my pocket knife? Like, what do you mean where your pocket knife? It's a brand new browning pocket knife. Now, I've got one of these knives. We had the exact same knife because I think I got mine first. I'm like, man, these are cheap, but they're really good. You need to get one, right? And so we did. Now, this knife stays in your pocket. doesn't matter what you do. I've climbed mountains with this knife in my pocket and it doesn't come out, right? And we get to the end of the day of exploring around Gimpy and his knife's gone. That's crazy. And I said to him, you didn't give an offering, did you? He goes, no, nah, man, I forgot. I said, I fucking told you, man. You know, you, you can't, there's, there's energies that you must honor, right? And there's all sorts mm. of stories about that where people wander into places where they shouldn't wander and they come out and they're crazy, right? Whereas, you know, we do that. We know that there's there's some ceremony that's involved. If we're if we're about to go into sacred land and we're trying to search for secrets of the past, you know, we'll rub our hands together. We'll do whatever we feel is right. Normally, the boys will take you know go in directions like, listen, just take five minutes and do whatever it is that you feel you need to do. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, 
I normally rub the hands, you know what I mean? Rub my hands in the dirt and just say, thank you. And, you know, we're here, we're here. We're not, we're just explorers, you know, we're not um, trying to harm anything and, you know, I give an offering of whatever it is. And it's been all sorts of stuff over the years. Uh, however, that's important, right? I do think that like, we've never had any drama on our trips. We've always given offering. We've always given thanks. Whereas I know some people who've gone, you know, headlong into the bush. Yeah, we went, took five people here and two people bounced their heads off rocks and, you know, one, this person fell over and this happened and this happened. It's like, you know, um, it's weird, man. Actually, I'll give you a weird paranormal story. There you go. And we might finish with that, eh? Yeah. So it's getting late. Um, so I worked up in Papua New Guinea for a long time. And uh, the rig, we're, we're doing geothermal stuff, which is pretty dangerous as it is, you know, steam and all that sort of stuff. And uh, where we were, we were on the edge of the island. And basically, I could show you a picture, but it would take too long. But um, there was landfall, landslides there. And basically, there'd been a landslide there that had killed four blokes. So where we put the rig, we had to employ 70% national workforce, which I think is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Make 70% of the paint, which had to be Papua New Guinea, which I think is cool, you know, getting the local, local boys in. But they wouldn't work on the rig site until they'd been blessed by the, the shaman. I can't remember the name of the guy, but they're shaman, right? So what we had to do is we had to get a pig. We had to sacrifice the pig, right? Now they wanted to like drill, cut the head off and drill through the head into the hole. That's what they wanted to do. But instead what we did is we, we slit this pig's throat over the hole and let it bleed out. And then basically I was the cultural liaison. It was a weird experience, man. I, I picked up pigeon pretty quickly for whatever reason. And so I could talk to them. And so I ended up being culturally liaison. I think it cost me a thousand kina for the pig and for them to prepare it. And so they went away and they cooked this pig for three days. They brought it back and pretty tasty, right? Mm. I ate some. And um, then in the night, because we weren't working night shifts, right, by then, the rig hadn't fully f started up yet. And during the night, we never saw him. The shaman came and scattered the bones around the rig right and did whatever he was going to do right and the you know as i say all the all the all the white fellas and and all the international boys most of us had some of the pig you know what i mean like we 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 completed our part of the ceremony for whatever that was worth for the next for however long that rig was one of the safest spaces you could ever be no incidents, no accidents, no one got hurt, right? And I mean like pipe work falls 15 metres and falls in between two dudes. Mm. Right? <laughs> wow. Like that happened, like the, the close calls that happened were insane. Like it's like something was going to hit someone in the head and it deviated at the last second and fell on the ground, right? Jeez. To the point where it was an anomaly, you know, because you can measure incidents, you'd know. Incidents happen, yeah. right? Every now and again, something's going to go wrong. Definitely. Nothing. Nothing, man. Right? Now, contrast this. So we were the one rig that did that. Okay? We honoured the local spirits, the local energy, whatever. There was two other Filipino rigs on the island. Between those two other rigs, four people got killed. Um, Ten people got seriously injured. Like these dudes were broiled on the drill floor, man. Like some nasty, really nasty incidents, right? Nothing, man. Nothing happened to us. 
That's crazy. The point where it was odd, right? And here's this other, and here's something else. After we did it, I actually, that's just come to me right now. After we did the ceremony, like the, the big rig pit, right, around the edge mm. of our, our lay down, we had like a, 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 the, the wall, the mountain wall. All of a sudden, fresh water comes pouring out of the wall. Now, when I mean fresh water, we're a rig. We got pH testing, pH7, pure H20 comes pouring out of the wall, right, to the point where we literally plugged a pipe into the side of the mountain, and I went and got a drink there every day, man. That's where I went and filled my water bottle up. Wow. Yeah, and that happened after we did the ceremony. So you're yeah. thinking that these other guys, the Filipinos, obviously didn't... They didn't do it, man. No, they didn't do they it. They didn't no. Well, they wouldn't... Them. Yeah, they didn't respect it. They didn't really employ PNG people. They spoke down to them. They were pretty mean to them, actually. Um. We weren't. We were the opposite. We were cool to them. You know, we did. We honoured the the energy of the land, and we were repaid in kind. It's amazing, isn't it? It's weird, man. It is weird, but it's amazing too. Like you know, so it's like when I say that to people, it's like, listen, believe whatever you want to believe. This is the facts. The two other rigs on the island didn't do what we did, and some really terrible, horrible things happened on those rigs. We did what the locals wanted us to do. And we were fine. Yeah. And, and and there was a landslide there one day too, Anthony, right? Hmm. And man, landslides are scary, right? Anyway, where my because I used to run the lay down yard, where my yard was, that the it collapsed. It's hard to picture, but like, I don't know, about a K away is where the edge of the volcano, like we were drilling in the side of half a volcano. It's pretty dangerous stuff, but the wall of the uh, what was left of the um, the crater collapsed, right? Because we'd had rain forever. This is like up near the equator. And again, that landslide was coming at the lay down yard. Like you've never seen white fellas run so fast, man. <laughs> it stopped five meters from the yard. Get out. Just came to a stop. Why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and stuff like that happened all the time. All the time. And it's weird, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you you can believe whatever you want to believe, but there's some weird stuff out there, man. And, you know, where are these UFOs coming from? Interdimensional, intergalactic, who knows? But these things do exist. I think that's the bottom line here, mate, you know? Definitely. This advanced ancient civilization existed. It did. doesn't matter which way you look at it, right? And... You know, I think we just got to keep exploring, mate. That's what we got to do. That's it. And like you were saying earlier, like, you know, spiritual connections can bring us a long way. You know, like, when you look at through human history, there's always been a spiritual person in every village or mm-hmm. human society somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. There's always been some sort of spiritual connection with the earth where they're always. Um, regarded as a like, shaman or something like you know, there's always someone there of that sort of nature. Yeah, yep. And um, they see so, things that we don't, man. And, you know, yeah. and we've all got gifts, though, mate. You know, I think, um, you know, I stumbled upon the the research that I'll be doing the rest of my life, and I think you have too. Yeah, you know, that that's us. That's our gift to the people, right? That's that's, hmm. and we just got to keep going, man. We just got to keep going. 
Well, mate, listen, it's getting late for both of us, so yeah. uh, we've got to work tomorrow. So, listen, man, I really appreciate your time. Um, have you got any final thoughts, mate, considering it's your, your first? Yeah, no, look, um, basically, look, keep an open-minded, but also keep your feet on the ground, you know. Mm. There's so many different possibilities out there, but don't get too lost in the stars. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot well, of things out there, and you can sort of lead you, lead you off path a bit, but, you know, try and keep a level head about things, you know. That's about the biggest thing I can say. Well, I think there's the old, you know, you can't reach for the stars, mate, because you never get there, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, so set your ladder up and be objective and, and be open-minded and understanding and, yeah. you know, and, you know, love is the answer, man. We just, if we be cool to each other and we share our information and we share our knowledge, guess what's going to happen? We're going to push ourselves forward. And, Definitely. And, uh, you know, you, you do it, as I said, I'm not, and yeah, I'm not, I feel like I'm blowing wind up your ass, but I'm not, I, I think the work you do is very valuable. Um, no, and, I'm, sure. and, I'm, and I'm sure the people that you allow our platform for would, would would totally agree with me, man. Well, as I say, mate, we didn't get to, you know, what do we, we've been at this for two hours. We didn't even get to half yeah, of what it we wanted to get to. <laughs> well, it was two hours now. Um, but uh, so you have to come back. Definitely. No, that's fine. I know, um, I know, I know Angus wants to meet you as well. He, he, he might've been in tonight, but he's, he's, he's a bit under the weather. That's right. Um, so yeah, listen, man, thanks very much for your time. Um, and yeah, thank you to the Encounters Down Under audience. Lovely to meet you people and uh, unlocking the code. Welcome Anthony and his people into the fold and let's continue moving forward together. Absolutely, man. If anyone wants to come on the podcast with your own um, experiences there, be sure to get me on Facebook. Um, messenger there or can email us at um, AustralianUFOSoldings at outlook.com.au. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just get in touch or if you want me to go and look at some footage and that, look, I'm going to treat with all the respect there and try and figure out what something is, you know, um, anything's a possibility. And I'm hoping that one person does actually have that one yeah, that golden bit of footage, footage, you know, yeah, that golden, golden nugget, you know, that's going to go, look, I, you can undeniably say that's something amazing, you know? So he's hoping, yeah. mate. he's hoping if you get that bit of footage, you send it to me as well, please. <laughs> Definitely, man. <I'll>, with their <laughs> permission, of course, you know, but with um, everyone's permission, obviously yeah, with respect and obviously understanding, but uh, so, yeah, no, you, you provide a valuable service, mate. And look, uh, I look forward to uh, our next conversation. Thanks, Anthony. Definitely, man. Love it. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. Just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah, go again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprises settle the score.
better.